My wife have kids. If it's a girl, her name is Tony. If it's a boy, Oscar. That shit was dumb pointed to me. They lost their fucking minds. That wasn't even like a punchline. He just said something. He trying to be an EGOT. No, but that nigga killed with that shit. What's an EGOT? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, people who won all of them. You know who's one of those? Who? A man from fucking, um... Uh, what's that show? Miami Vice. I'm gonna turn off the AC. The Darcy and the dude from Miami Vice? I've never seen Miami Vice. Alright, well, yeah, because y'all young. Yeah. But I've really never seen it either. It was around when I was yeah. young, but I, yeah. I, know, I know what it is. Michael Michael Phillips Seymour Thomas. I think it's his name. What a name. No, isn't it Michael Phillips Seymour Hoffman? Rest in peace. Is that, 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 that's not his name? I don't know, but. Wait. Oh, is that. Or is that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Philip, yeah. Wait, I, I might have confused. Wasn't he an EGOT too? I don't know, bro. I'm an EGOT. You can be if you sing and get a Tony. Wow. Uh, that's what happens. Wow, this guy. I'm giving up Philip Michael Thomas. But nobody heard it. Philip Michael, the, the black guy from fucking, he's an EGOT. Okay. He got an Emmy. A Grammy, Grammy why he, an Oscar, why and a he vanished. Huh? Why he vanished? That should say he vanished. Yeah, because when you when you hit when you get an EGOT, you disappear from existence. It's kind of like you hit the final level, you no longer have to do anything. That's yeah, it. You're done. Damn. Yeah. Um. That's stupid. Sound like EGOT got got. All right. All right, get him out of here. Hey, everyone. Get him out Come of here. Come on, that was good. Good night. Yeah, <laughs> what is going here. on, people? What is going good on, Good evening, people? good night, and good morning. It is It is your friends. Your friends? Yes. No, it's, oh, it's, your favorite, friends? it's your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. You heard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your boy Delicious Lips in the building. What? That's, that's, the, that's the nickname I got when I was playing street crazy. ball. It was like, yo, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Your nickname doing playing street. Yo, it's your boy Trinidad. <laughs> it's your boy Julio Rivera. It's your boy Julio Diaz. And delicious lips in the <laughs> building. <laughs> that's a crazy basketball nah, nickname. I went for layup. Hey, yo, pass the ball to delicious. I went for layup. And, I mean, he could have been talking to the girl that was next to him. Like, yo, you got delicious lips. But yeah. he still had the mic. Ah, okay. So that was just my nickname moving forward. Okay. There was, uh, yeah. So that's crazy. So for sure, they would call you D Lips. They were like Honey Dip in the building. This the, this the guy, Honey Dip to the left that killed it downstairs. To the left, honey to the left. Dip. Oh, I can see why he bodied that shit. Yeah, I can see that. He looked like he's from Phoenix too. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, a hard body. If you're a white guy with blonde hair and you wear polo, khaki pants or like them white beige pants and some regular like shoes that you got from like wherever and can't walk, that's that Arizona classic right there. Yeah, nah, he's funny. I could tell. So uh, we were talking about egots, right? Yo, but wait, before we get into egot, explain how you can tell somebody's funny. Huh? No, I'm just saying, like, if you, you see a white boy, that, like, a white guy that's a little, like, unkempt and walks like that, and he just got off stage. He got jokes. He got jokes. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, people fall in love with, like, personalities and mm-hmm. shit. So, like, some people look funny before they even get on stage. And you could tell as soon as he get on stage, it's like, oh, he's going to make me laugh. It's kind of like how you ever notice... um. Like pretty boy comics, it takes them a while for the for the crowd to actually feel them. Mm. 
I'm not saying you that you guys aren't pretty boys. No, I know what you mean because it takes a while for people. You know, I'm so stunning on stage. People just be like, "Wait, yeah, yeah. oh, he's telling jokes too." Yeah. I was just too. Well, like attractive people. I was too enamored with how he looks on stage. I get it. Because comedy likes to laugh at unattractive people. Like that's that's the comedy. Comedy, thing. comedy only works if you're a loser. Like this. <laughs> yeah, like the the well. To an extent, yeah. Like, cause not everybody is a loser, but yeah. like when you're at a show or whatever, people really love the loser. Of course. Like the people with the most laughs at any given night is probably the guy who tells you about how fucked up their life is. Absolutely. <laughs> Comedy is so self-deprecating, cause everybody wants to feel better than somebody. I think that's ultimately. what it is, bro. At the end of the day, like, if, 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 um. If you made somebody else in the audience forget why they were having a bad day because you were telling them about your bad day, yeah, you know, then you did your job. It's funny you say that. I had this set last week. Body that shit. Guy comes up to me at the end. He's like, bro, I was having the worst day. I'm talking about, like, bad thoughts and... Like you really uplifting me, bro. For real, you got me out that struggle, man. Because yo, your shit is fucked up, dog. <laughs> I was like, yo, touche. Yeah, I'm telling you, somebody always wants to feel like their life is better than <coughs> comedy. Feels that void sometimes. Oh, because nobody laughs at jokes about how great people are. Nobody. Like there's this one comic on the scene that he starts that joke talking about like I don't need this shit. I'm rich, and then he wonders why nobody laughs. <laughs> Who like, does that shit? When you start a set talking about I don't need to be here, like I don't, I don't even want to see you. Everybody you know? hates that coworker at the job too. Like I don't even need to work here, man. I'm yeah. good. I'm, so then why are you here? Everybody hates the person that automatically tells you that they're hello, that they're better than you. They just hate that shit. Mm-hmm. How y'all feel about walking on the inside of the sidewalk when you're on a date? You think you need to get on the outside? You're the man. I'm gonna be honest with you. She Amazon styles him. I did. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing till I was like 13. Mm. I mean, 13 is young though. How I mean, know, how many I'm... dates had you been on at that point? Sound like you was getting crazy women at eight. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, eight years old. I was walking on the inside. I mean, technically, it's because I was I mean, a little I was, kid. I was but... a kid, so you know. The reasoning for it though is crazy. Yeah, my whole thing is like, if I'm on a first date, you, I don't know if I'm gonna really like risk my life for you. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. I gotta get hit first. God forbid something happened. I gotta get hit first. That's yeah. how that shit works. That's, that's crazy. How it works. That's wild. So then what? She gonna be at my funeral? Like is she gonna be at my funeral talking about? You know I was gonna give it to him that night, but like he got hit by that semi. He got hit by that semi. It was so crazy. I gave it to him anyway. I feel like that's women wild. in the what? ambulance. In she, the ambulance. She trying to jerk you back to life. In the ambulance. She's like, wake up. I feel like women just always have that fantasy of they man sacrificing themselves for them. That's a weird Like fantasy. the Titanic shit. Yo, let that shit happen to me. I would have been like, nah. Save me, I don't Jack. fit on this shit. We swimming together. I don't know. I would have flipped it over. Like, we're both freezing, I guess. So. Remember our vows through sickness and in drowning. Get on this fucking water, Rose. It was enough. It was enough. Well, you know what? That, actually, that situation actually came up once for me. Y'all were about to... Yeah, we were crossing the street mm -hmm. on 14th Street. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was with Jess. I don't okay. know why we were up here. It was nighttime. We're crossing the street. It was date night. Just go with that. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, we were here for a reason, though. I just can't remember. So, date night, all right? We're crossing the street, and um, 
we had just bought kettlebells for some reason. Oh, y'all was working out. No, we wasn't working out, but we had. She had bought a pair of kettlebells, right? So I'm holding the kettlebells in my hand. We're walking back towards my car. We're crossing the street. Uh-huh. And you know when you um the car stops, like to let you cross. Yeah. But you know how like when the car behind doesn't know why they're stopping, they just fucking decide to go around. Yeah. The nigga tries to go around the car that stopped to let me and just go, and he flew almost into us. Like he had to like slam the brakes, and I got this kettlebell in my hand, and I and I'm on the on right the side of the street. Of the I, was, I was on the outside. Mm. So I like pushed her out the way. Okay. And he didn't hit me or whatever, but I got the kettlebell. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, if that dude would have got out the car, I would have probably caught a body. Wow. Mm. But if she was on the other side, would she have had the power to push me out the way? Mm. Mm. Or, or. Or she would have thrown me into the car. That, or what if she would have moved out the way? Like, oh, not me. That's crazy. That's true. Like Samoa Joe? Yeah. She just walks away from the from the spot. Yeah. You know, that's crazy though. Like first date, right? This is the most morbid topic ever. <laughs> but like, yo, but hey, what we're the here fuck? Now. Like, all right, like okay. let's say we saw it on the street. You on a first date, right? With a bad bitch. I'm talking about your dream girl. That's crazy, yo. And, Why you gotta call her that? What? She's a woman, Trent. Like, <laughs> <you're laughs> <bad, laughs> Come on. Shout out to you. Nah, shout out to you. Come on. You are shout out. Come you on, on the street with a, a, a bad woman. There we go, yo. That, that sounds worse than bad bitch. This, this, this sounds like, yo, just, bad bitch sounds like a like she's nice. You, I know what you was about a bad to say. Woman. A bad bitch sounds like a bad bitch. Not, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's a bad woman ba- right there. When I tell you, look, yo, that's a bad bitch right there. You're going to think she's hot, well, nah, sexy, nah, confident. Listen, if I go, man, that's look. a bad woman, you're going to think that she's a horrible human being. Well, I mean, she could. You could still be a bad bitch and be a horrible human being. Yeah, but you won't call a bad bitch a bad bitch. You will call her a bad woman. I get what you mean. Yeah, I'm just saying, ain't that look, funny? Bro, nah, trying. it should be weird because you be outside. You hear somebody like, "Yo, that's a bad bitch." I'm looking around. He's talking to his dog because she wasn't potty trained. I hate you. But that's an actual <laughs> usage of the word. I get it. <laughs> but like, you're on your first date with with, I with hate a this guy. with a highly <laughs> with a highly attractive woman, right? There we go. And um, like dream girl type shit, mm-hmm. and like the fucking like a car is coming, and she is on the inside of the street, but she dead ass just goes, "No, I'll save you!" Boof, she gets hit, and she dies. Do you go to the funeral? He thought that was hilarious. Oh, this nigga tweaking. He like Bradley Cooper and Silver nah, Linings Playbook. Don't do it. Don't give him any attention. Don't do it. Do you go to the funeral? Nah. You don't go to the funeral? I don't go to the funeral. She saved you. I don't go to Because that's going to be a while. Like, you got to answer mad questions. You're also kind of the reason that she died. Exactly. The I'm family not be, be looking you crazy. I'm not going to that, yo. I'll be like a mysterious person, like, at the burial. Like, when they... Like an anime funerals, and they get standing behind the tree. all the way in the back, you know? Just they're like, who's that? No, nobody... Somebody will come and ask me a question, and you got to give them, like, a really vague answer. We knew each other once. Nah, but you know what's crazy, though? Walk off. Mm. What would your first thought be? Like, she get hit, right? She saved you, she get hit. My, my shit is like, damn. If she was willing to do that, I knew I could have hit tonight. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to let you live that up as a man. As a man. That's you, how, you let a woman 
are you crazy? You, she sacrificed herself for you. You a little boy. That's exactly what they. Were what calling. dude is gonna say that? They will call you mad people. You Man, I shake your hand. I'm like, yo, my nigga, what's up? You live though. Damn. We here. <laughs> That's wild. Yo, pour some rose out for your dead homie. Oh my crazy. god. <laughs> we get canceled for an imaginary bad bitch. Yep. Nah, well, that, that would be nah, wild. that's a crazy situation though. Like, I, I I don't know if I could live with myself knowing that somebody gave their life to save me when the whole reason we used to like together that night because it was like a hookup. All right, since you since like you, it's a booty call, y'all walking on you walking to get condoms, and that's when that happened. So you knew you was about to smash. Damn, <laughs> that added more complexion to the picture I was seeing. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yo, we was about to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Four months. Her, our souls were about to intertwine. She you said were. she was going to do it Amazon style. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Gonna, oh, my God. She was going to do that. <laughs> the Amazon style, really? She was going to do that shit that I'm ashamed to tell the people that Yo, I like. That sounds like a scene in like a, a, a horror parody. Yeah. Where like he he tries to wake her up type shit like come that's on a, can a, we still that, have sex? That's a scary movie. That's bit. a scary movie. That's a scary scene, movie right? bit. Yeah, that's a scary movie bit. Yo, but since you talk about dating, what's the worst date you ever had? Mm. Mm. Or just not necessarily the worst date, but like some bad shit happened and you were just like the oyster girl. <laughs> Met this girl at a show like four years ago, and she. She uh, came up to me. This is like before the pandemic, 2019. Yeah. And I was on unemployment. I had like unemployment joke. I talked about losing my job and this and that. And she came up to me after this open mic and she was like, oh, I thought you was really funny. You should take me out. Mm. And I was like, all right. She was like, I know a place. Mm. And she took me out to this oyster spot. I've never ate oysters before. Yeah. Bro, that shit was like $80. Mm, I know like you twelve oysters. I know you was. She tight. had a bottle of wine. Whoa! And that shit was another sixty dollars. So that's like a what? And she got appetizers. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, Yo, already at a buck forty with the wine. And I know the she knows that I got an unemployment joke. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then after that, she goes, "What are we gonna do now?" It's like I'm dead broke. <laughs> So I made up I was like I gotta go to an open mic She was like Word I'll go with you That's crazy So you had to look up An open mic Came with me to an open mic Went to Skip's open mic At the Love Story Wow She actually went up too She signed up Ain't nobody asked her To sign up Yeah Now I'm supporting her dreams too Oh my god Oh my god She went up there She bombed Of course she did Talking about That's cool I'll come with you next time too <laughs> Yep Never spoke to her again that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about that whole situation. Is like that's like the uh, half baked. Like when you take her on a date, <laughs> he's got the little money counter in the corner. Yeah, he get like he pays for the what was it, the ice cream, the hot, ice dog. Cream. The hot dog, <laughs> the hot dog. He's like motherfucker. You can't. You can't. Yeah, he took the money from the homeless guy and re-upped again. Yep. Yo, that ice cream was dumb cheap. Yeah. Because he only had like three fifty. Considering what that shit was, cream. like the old days, boy, two thousands. Not even that was in the nineties. Yeah. Right. I think so. Late nineties. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that cheap. It wasn't that cheap, but still, considering you got a whole banana split for that How much, much. You said you couldn't. That's what I'm saying. Fifteen, right? Some bullshit like that. That shit yeah, was, like like that. It was dumb like dumb cheap. Yeah, not a dollar fifteen. And that was like a nice Brooklyn place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, let's walk it. Uh, and he took a taxi. That's funny. 
And the taxi was only $3. Yeah. I don't think I've had a bad day. Well, $5 the taxi was. I was like, no way. I don't know. I don't well, $5 a minute he turns on the meter. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't know. I don't think I've had a bad day. I like, used, I've been lucky with bad dates. I like. I just have had um, good dates that lead into nothing. Mm. That's worse than a bad date. No, I'm lying. I did have a bad date. Mm. Yeah, Summer Jam, 2007. This cunt. Oh my god. Talked think, me into go. I didn't even want to go to Summer Jam. Yo, I think I was at that Summer Jam too. That's it was raining like crazy. And I think Yo, Wayne was the headliner. Rain. No, but this night Summer was, Jam. Bro. Nah, this was the worst rain because I, I felt like Charlie Brown that night, yeah, bro. Nah, it always rains in Summer Jam. Bro. Nah, nah. I'm gonna tell you why this was worse. Like, let me set the story up, right? I'm I'm at the time like talking to this chick, mm-hmm. and um, and we were talking on the phone or whatever. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to summer jam." Da, 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 da. I didn't even have no interest, but she talked me into going to summer jam. So I bought a fucking ticket. Mm. Bought a ticket. The day of you the show. Fool. Fool. <laughs> Solo ticket, right? Fool. So the day of the show, I'm calling her. She's not answering her Damn. phone. Not answering her phone. Calling her, not answering her phone. Did she like, tell you to get her ticket too? No, 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 no. That's she already, she, she was, was already, already going. He oh. just bought it. She, she told me buy a ticket and then we'll be together at the show. Damn. Bam. So I buy the ticket, and um, and I'm like, yo, she's not answering the phone. I was like, well, I gotta go to Summer Jam. I guess I got this fucking ticket. <laughs> so I drive to Summer Jam. And I'm still hitting up, and she's not answering. I'm like, what the fuck is this bitch? Right? I'm standing by the front entrance. Mm-hmm. And I see her. So I'm like, yo, what happened? I've been hitting you up all day. She, she had like, she she was just like, uh, whatever. Like, she ain't really had nothing to say. She's like, all right, whatever. So we together. And we're, we're at the show. And the whole time, my seats were a little bit further from her and her friends. She was like ignoring me. She was being like a bitch. She was, she was being just dumb mean to me. Right? So the whole time, I'm sitting there at a summer jam that I don't want to be at. And I'm alone because I'm with a group of people that's not really with me. But yeah. I'm like literally alone. And then it starts pouring, bro. Damn. Pouring. I felt like I was the only nigga with a crowd on me. Everybody getting wet, but I'm the nigga getting wet. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not getting wet. I was uh, yo, I was getting yo, I was getting treated out like I was I was getting treated like dirt that night. Yo, I hit up her friend the night of. I'm like, yo, you know what this bitch said to me? She she calls me two days later. She's like, yo, you can't be discussing my personal business with my friend. I was like, bitch, you basically stood me up in my face. <laughs> like, it's one thing to get stood up. I would have had a better night if I didn't see her. Right. Yeah. Like, if she just didn't go and I thought she just, you know, got hit by a bus or something. Yeah. I'd have had a better night. I literally am sitting there getting ignored mm. from two. Yo, it was it was bad. That was, that was probably like the worst, like technically a date. Nah, that's fucking. Yeah, I, I was mad. That was wild. I was so mad. That's I went cold. home. I, I was soaking wet. I had a Kooji polo shirt on. Damn. You know? And I'm soaking wet. So wet. I ended up buying the Summer Jam t shirt and I like just because I was wet. Dry. Yeah. yeah, just to have something dry. So I'm sitting in the car driving home. Sad as shit. My Kooji shirt wet. What a. 
Wet sneakers. I didn't even like the shirt. people that were on the concert. Yo, I, I couldn't tell you was on there, to be honest with you. I didn't enjoy not one moment of the night because the whole night I was like, this is the greatest concert. We got Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't notice that. That would have been crazy. <laughs> shit was at that fucking summer jam and he didn't nah, even pay good. attention. Like, nah, nah, fuck this shit. No, this nigga lonely. Mike Jackson out here with Jay-Z. What's wrong with you, nigga? I give a shit. I'm going to go home no, and beat it. The worst part about that is, though, Just that's crazy. There was no other girls to really talk to in the crowd. Like yeah. Summer Jam is part Goonfest. Yes. And if you far enough from so. the stage, it's because you can't afford yeah. better tickets. It was. It was. Yeah, that was probably the worst like dating situation. There was another one, but I guess that's the easiest one. There's always bad dates. <laughs> I went to a Bruno Mars concert with this girl. That was a pretty cool date, <laughs> but I couldn't tell if it was a date or not. This was like in high school. She was like, you really like Bruno Mars? Come with me. I'm about to go see him. I was like, what? She was like, I'll give you my ticket. I'm in a better seat. And then I'll sneak down. I said, for real? <laughs> and then that shit, then she came. We was like next to each other. I don't know if I was like insecure, but I never felt like uh, there was a vibe there where I could have made a move. Mm -hmm. Hug, kiss, even just put my arm around her. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe I was just being insecure or something. I was so scared of getting like curved back then. I was so scared of that shit. It's still like, still something that like would hurt. Yeah. To this day, but just like less probably as I got older, just less like, I don't care what I'm getting curved by, whether it's an opportunity, this, this, yeah. and that. I always feel good. But when I was younger, I was scared of nose from everything. Yeah. I'm still kind of like that. Like, I like, like failure and denial is a sucky feeling, bro. Sucky. I well, she took me to this whole concert. She bought me dinner after, and then I just got on the train like a bougie bitch. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, thanks. <laughs> she was probably so confused. Like, I thought he was going to ram my shit during Love uh, Locked Out of Heaven. That That's a weird song to get Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll beat her well, shit now, up. If you think oh, about yeah, it, if he's yeah, on beat. Yeah. Uh, 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 he going fast. That's like, yeah. oh, that's, that's wild. Like, what about you? What's your worst date? wasn't necessarily like the worst date but i do remember cocaine I, baby now nah, whoa what are you talking about cocaine baby that's a that's the story for another time you did a cocaine with a baby no nah, i'll get to that another time don't worry about that Nah, so it was me it was me shout out to ryan it was me ryan you going on a date with ryan no nah, you <laughs> did. Was a double date it was a double date so it was me ryan his girl and her friend we went to go see the roots so first off, it was dope. You know, we had a good time. We're walking back to the train, and I see Ryan holding his girl's hand. So I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'm gonna try." So I went to reach for her hand, and she gave me the Pringle Claw. Oh, damn! But like, then just like looked at me, and then we just kept walking, and I was just like, "All right, so I guess this is just it, all right. This is just gonna be, this is it." This this is the rest of the date now. Was just she's just gonna be awkward with me. Mm. I mean, she wasn't awkward with me. It was, everything worked out. I mean, we got cool, whatever. But yeah, that, I'm not gonna front. Like I got home and I was just like, "You gonna hit me with the Pringle Claw?" Yeah, nah. Mm. I was tight, yo. I was tight. You know, I mean, everything was going great. I was like, "Yo, we saw the roots. Like the vibes was right." And you gonna hit me with the poo poo? You know what's crazy though, like you fucking um nobody prepares you for 
the guessing game that is courting a woman. Yes. Like, like your pops. Nobody really. Like they, get, t- they, they give you shit. They give they don't, you, nah, it don't hit until you're like in the moment. It's kind of yeah. like I can teach you how to play basketball. But until you play the game. But until you play the game, you ain't really gonna know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, like I like the first kiss is always like, it's a, the only time the first kiss comes easy is when there's alcohol involved. Mm. That 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 helps it out because like when alcohol is involved, they don't got their blinders on. You don't got your blinders on. The kiss just kind of happens, even if neither of you wanted it. It just fucking happened. Mm-hmm. And then you deal with the repercussions later because you were drunk, and then it is what it is, right? Yeah. But like. When it's somebody you like, you're like, damn, should I kiss her now? Yeah. Should I kiss her? Can I grab the titty today? <clears throat> damn. All right, babe. I'm going to try to grab this titty. Mm. Then you grab the titty. You're like, yes, I got the fucking titty. What's next? <laughs> like, in your head, you, you do a play-by-play. <laughs> That inner monologue is crazy. Yes, I got the fucking titty. You never had that idea? Yo, yeah, the you first time you grab the titty? Yeah. yeah, that's going to sound crazy in the audio. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember the first time you grabbed a titty? Yes, I do remember the first time. You I didn't ask. Titty. Yeah, I was like two days old, and then I remember. Well, I hate it. <laughs> nah, this dude's a freak, Same. boy. Yo, that basketball analogy was uh, with the dating shit makes so much sense because. I used to bug out. Like, why is she not into this shit? I'm trying to cross her and shit. Yeah, first time I grabbed the titty, I think it was in eighth grade. You know what it is? Is that he keeps going. It's like, nah, yeah. stop, It's like, bro. if it didn't work, it didn't work. But like, we gonna keep going. Like but you know how it is. <laughs> I'm uh, not landing up. We're going right back in the air. I was in eighth grade. I went out with this girl named Alyssa. We was in the same. I was like in a small middle school, just like one class. Mm. Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, just one class. Yeah. So... This girl named Melissa, we was going out for like the whole year and she was more sexually ready than I was. Mm. I didn't even think she was fucking. I thought she was just like me, like a virgin. I remember it took me like four months until I felt comfortable enough to like grab her titty. Yeah, I, we was in a Catholic middle school. I'm thinking, you know, we being heathens we're just going doing that. To hell. Yeah, we were making out ah, this and all this stuff, this and that. Why is it bad if it feels so good, God? And then we broke up. We went to different high schools and we broke up because I think I heard that she like was cheating on me. And I remember I was I was so heartbroken. <laughs> we broke up and then. Um, God, what happened? One of my friends was like, oh, yeah, nah, that girl's been fucking since, like, sixth grade. Wow. I was like, oh, wow, she must have really liked me. (laughs) Sixth grade, wow. Yeah, some some people, like, I went to school with some people, and they were just doing shit where I was like, what the hell you doing that? I've only seen that in porno. No, I I knew a few people. In, like, middle school. I'm, like, fucking 12, 11 years old. It had me bugged out. I'm like, what do you mean you've done that? Yeah. We just went to church. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Your grandma in the titty is fun. Bro, going to public school in the city, you meet so many people who did so much that you should be like, Yeah. Huh? I remember when I was a kid. You Facts. know, you know when you were a kid, you and your friends would just have phone conversations? Yeah. So you just I'm having like a friend of mine. I'm just I like I didn't see him over the summer or whatever. He's like, yo, what's up, man? How's it been? Blah blah blah. We just catching up and shit. I'm like, that's cool. He's like, yo, bro, did you believe I had sex? That shit is crazy. Because <laughs> you're kids. Like, you don't really like. Mm-hmm. You like don't, what? Sex? No, you didn't. Nah, you Yo, bugging, why are you right? lying right now? No, Yo, did you pee in her? Did you pee in her? Wow. Better hope, you better that, hope you don't see the stork. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> 
You better hope. Yo, you if you fucking and you still think babies come from the stork, yo, that's a special kind of that's a special kind of being, bro. That's a special type of That's um, the kids that still believe in Santa when they're 16. Yeah. He's real to me. But uh nah, that shit is it, I don't know. And this kid is so excited. I remember the first lady I grabbed. I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. No, um, but then I thought to myself, like, was I supposed to do this? Cause like you don't know if it's the right moment yet. Yeah, that's a fact. So I I missed the moment plenty of times. Cause like, like when you when you're not like assertive, mm, you yeah. play it real coy with women. You know what I mean? Because that's not your your attitude isn't to be so forward, right? Yeah. You just hint at things, like you don't say it. Yeah. And then once yo, it's funny. Once I figured that shit out, I thought I was gonna start my whole phase. And then you got cuffed up immediately. Like I, it's like God said, no, you cannot have this power. I forbid you. Here is Jessica. No, you will not beat meat. I, that's not even what I was. My bad. That, not that. that my bad. Swing and a miss. <laughs> my bad. Swing and a miss. I was close. The complete opposite. Actually, no, I was close. I was. Yeah. I was off. I don't know, man. I feel like everybody needs to have a whole phase. I didn't really have a whole phase. So I feel unbalanced. <laughs> mm. I don't want one now because it's like too many women. Is I can't imagine juggling you lose women. yourself in your whole phase. It's not worth A it. lot of people do never come out of the whole phase. Yeah. Yo, but they're miserable. Yeah, but they aren't going to change. That's all they know. They're like street life. Well, because they don't understand. They don't know how to be with one person. They they know they need to be with one person, but they don't know how. Yeah, a lot of my friends still living in the street life. Hang up to Jersey, bro. No, I mean, Let's you don't have to hang it, up, nah, hang it up. Hang it up. Bro, like, if, if just leave me tomorrow, that jersey coming out retiring, man. I'm back like full five, baby. Mm, boy, going to look fun. like Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan. Oh. <laughs> he played me up. He'll try to fly from the free throw line. going to be like, yo, what up, my? <laughs> I'm at the yo, latest, bitch. But up. one game. One, one game, the nigga hit nah, 40. Yo, Jordan and on the Wizards was averaging 25 points. 20. 20? It was like 20 He overall. was killing it, dropping 40 when he needed to. Turnaround jumpers. He still, still had. He, still it. Had, he was slower. That wasn't a slight. It was more just like, you still you still Jordan. Yeah. You just not prime. Like, you yeah. know, you can't fly from the free throw line, but you laid that, you laid that bitch. But what up? if that cool. is my prime? What do you mean? Yo, Washington, think about Washington, Washington Wizards Jordan. Think about this. What's the difference between Washington Wizards Jordan and, and Bulls first time Jordan? Hair. Nah. <laughs> come on. Come I, on. I, I know come what you're doing. Now give me that. That's part of the problem. <laughs> that's part of the problem, too. <laughs> no, come on. It was big. I'll give you that. But that's a perfect thing. No, no. The like biggest said. difference. Yeah. The biggest difference mm -hmm. is by the year 2002, yeah. this nigga had his own sneaker company. Oh, yeah, no. He had money. He had fuck you money. He owned the team he played for. Bro, no, not yeah. only, I think he was the president. Yeah. He was the president. Right. But peep this. What if prime me is fuck you money me? Mm. <laughs> Whoa. My bad. Nah, because I really, I really, nah, I really nah, resonated what, what with that. that. I really resonated with that. Yeah. Prime That's me, sexually. money me. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just was really feeling it. Uh -huh. The fuck? Okay. Think about it. What if Prime U isn't like there yet? Maybe Prime U is flying bitches to Dubai like a pimp. I'm not flying with bitches to Dubai. 
Yo, you don't even fly myself to Dubai. You're not gonna fly Margot Robbie to Dubai. I'm not flying. Nah, it's too hot. She could fly me to Dubai. No, but what if you above her? Oh, whoa. You're Ken enough. Whoa, whoa. They're always at the same level. Don't ever say that they equal. That's a fact. What is wrong with this man? Don't talk about you make more money than her. They already canceled Yo, they canceled one podcast for this exact reason. Why would you have more money than her? Answer that. Come on, what's wrong with you? Who got canceled? Some some random two bit podcast. I don't know the name, but I saw it on like mm. it pulled up on my Instagram. They're like, oh, YouTube canceled them because they were being wild misogynistic. Oh, them them um YouTube the, don't the, like the it when you massage shit. I think so. Yeah, the fitness bro, like it's yeah. like a, a dark skinned dude and like an Indian kind of dude. Yeah, I just want to yeah, know are they, in, are they in New York? Because I don't know. Even they, even oh. the spot that they record at wants them out. Those you know the, the niggas. We could take that. They spot. were making those clips, right? They were talking about. This is why women need a man to yeah. walk with them down the street. Them, right? I and guess, the, and yeah. it'll be like five hot girls. And I never like, saw what? any of that shit. So yeah, I disagree. You know how? You know it's funny. I was having this conversation with just about those niggas. I was like, I can see how a kid gets into this because them niggas perfectly pick the the like they want to make a point. And they pick girls that fit every single box mm. and they can't articulate it properly. That's a fact. So then he turns around and he goes, so you're saying this is this? Okay, let me break this down while you're wrong. And he, because he has the perfect, like, the perfect person for him to look smart in. Mm -hmm. And if you're a kid and you don't really, like, speak to, like, women like that or whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to think that, yo, they all like this, bro. Every bitch on this show just fits the mold. Nobody ever gives them resistance, and then they become fans and they become sexist. That's a fact. Those dudes are uh, uh, Andrew Tate fans. You know who Andrew Tate is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're like part of that group of people. Bottom you know? G. Wow. Y'all don't know about Bottom G? No. So he always goes by Top G. So there's this ball guy looks just like him, but he's gay. So he goes, he goes, I'm Bottom G. And he does like these videos where he pretend to be Andrew Tate, and then he just starts dancing out of nowhere. <laughs> He'll walk up to people and be like, "Yo, Andrew Tate," be like, "Yeah, it's me." <laughs> nah, cause I think y'all think I'm making this up. I'm no, gonna look I it up. I believe you. It's just yo, Julio, pull up the YouTube. Got you, bro. Nah, cause of the podcast, be having somebody for that. I'm gonna pretend like I'm that somebody. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, all right. Mm -hmm. Listen, they always tell you if that person's not there, you're that person. You're your cameraman. You're this. I'm the guy that pulls up the video that I asked for. <laughs> look, 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 look. This is the best one. He looked just like him. <laughs> He's reacting to it. <laughs> He's really reacting to it though, because he hasn't moved. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, let me see this. He's the he's met he's in mad videos. He even did this shit with him. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he hitting that shit though. Hey, 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 hey. Those are, some, those, are, those are some smooth feet. He's he yo, ruined it. He yo, ruined it. Yo. 
he absolutely ruined the whole see, comedy of it. So you know that whole shit in like Alabama, everybody was doing the chair skit, right? Mm-hmm. So when they when they got to him, somebody on Twitter posted that shit. It was like, all right, my boy, that shit is over. This shit is done. Once he does the video, I don't want to see it no more. <laughs> They're like, that's it. He ruins everything. Every, wait, wait, every King Bob. Somebody <laughs> posted. Somebody reposted his skit that he did with the chair shit. Yeah, like throwing the hat for the chair. Yeah. And the person like posted it. They were like, "Nah, that's it. I'm done. I don't ever want to." See- Once he starts making shit, the trend is done. I don't want to see it no more. Yeah. Damn. If I see another fucking video, I'm fighting you. I don't want to see it. No that's more. all he does every day. It's like just record seven videos. That's wild, yo. Every day, that's his thing. He gets paid stupid. He's been in movies because that's of that. A fact. That's a fact. I've seen him. In- I'm like, why the fuck is he randomly in this movie? Been in movies, just like that's what he does all day is making these videos. Mm-hmm. So I mean he made he made he became famous for six second videos on Vines. Bro, Vine was really yo. You yo, low key Instagram is malicious. Why? Cause Vine, they killed them with the reel. They killed them with the Well they the bought Vine seconds. and then killed it. No no yeah. the Twitter bought Vine. Wait, who bought Vine? It was Probably either Twitter or IG. Somebody bought Facebook, Vine. Vine. One of them. And but then, I know that like when Instagram came up with the the 15 second shit, yeah. killed Vine. That people stopped going on Vine. TikTok almost killed this. And now they're trying to kill Twitter with that. What's that shit? Instagram guards. Well, the Twitter thing is a little bit more than that because it's the whole like Elon making it worse. Oh yeah, that's how y'all feel about Elon and on uh, Twitter. Yeah, like He's definitely will cancel. Bro, he got li- he got limits on. Um, he got limits on DM. You can't even fucking like really. Some people block might. People. You, well, he's gonna cancel blocking people. I don't really care about that, cause you can still mute people. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Cause people make burners. I don't want to know they exist. You like know? unless your account private, even if you block somebody, they are gonna see what you're saying. No, I don't want to know they exist. Really. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, it, the day like Twitter was like broken for like a whole day. Mm-hmm. So then, and then the threads had like launched already, and a lot of people joked. I, like, I got a threads. Threads is cool, but the problem is that IG people, because threads is, is linked to IG. Mm-hmm. So everybody with an IG technically has a threads page, and it's the IG user base for threads. It's not like, it's, it's not a, like Twitter has its own user base. There's people on Twitter that don't use IG. Mm-hmm. IG has a whole different kind of vibe to it compared to Twitter. So Threads has like IG vibes Cause like IG people on Twitter Like Twitter people It's weird It's, it's weird But like um, That Vine shit I never got into it I never And then like By the time I finally like Paid attention It was gone It was gone <laughs> Yeah Yeah Vine I would just watch the compilations on YouTube That's what I would do I would yep. just Yep And then you know what happens right TikTok comes TikTok was just Vine Yeah Basically But now TikTok videos Is too long Bro TikTok videos Is crazy I definitely see how It's addicting Oh no TikTok Yeah Bro ever since I started this shit I just be scrolling You can just (laughs) keep scrolling It's ridiculous Cause it's reels But with more stuff Yeah Cause everything on reels Is just everything on TikTok And then And you're right It is too long It be posting whole Fucking clips and shit Yeah TikTok The problem (laughs) TikTok You ever seen that episode Of Gumball and Darwin where um, they're on the Facebook for the Elmore Plus, 
Mm. I seen clips of it. I haven't. Seen so it in that episode, they they make the joke that as soon as you jump on social media, your time just disappears. Yeah. So every time they touch the mouse, like six hours on the clock goes away. He's like, oh, we only watched one video. Nah, that's and true. And the whole day was passing. That's how that's TikTok true, is. Bro. If you're not paying that's attention, you, you you're gonna lose a whole day on TikTok. TikTok, IG, it just be scary, like. See, IG's algorithm is fucked up. It don't show me. It shows me more ads than like things I want to see. IG's wicked. I, it'll show me shit that I want to see, and I don't know they're like, yo, here's just here's ass. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I was going down a basketball rabbit hole. Like I know, but here, <laughs> um, hamstrings. He's watching like Steve Nash videos, and then just the, fucking pinky. The fattest man. ass ever. Somebody the other day said that uh, Ice Spice is pinky in the prime. Yeah, mm. it did. It was you. Because that's what people are saying online. Mm. They're like, yo, somebody was like, yo, I don't know about anybody else, but to me, Ice Spice looked like Pinky in her prime. And mad people in the comments were like, yo! So I had to tell facts. You know? Yo, nah, look, come on. Like, IG made me see this. <laughs> this is not even a, a meme. This is somebody even just describing exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Like, what is this? People just be horny. People use their social media to let off horny shit. Like, this generation is porno. 100%. Nah, Lotto or Ice Spice? I've never really seen Lotto. Lotto for me. Nah, Lotto got a fake booty. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying like Oh that Lotto's pretty though. Lotto looks like Black China, but before Black China. No, I fucked I, up Black China. I like Lotto because she got that southern thing. Mm. I I don't find Ice Spice like hot or whatever. That's Lotto? No. Whoa. That's a lot of water. Um Whoa. I don't Whoa. find they, did you see the meme she with some wow. 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 She got a dunk because she popped a water bottle. She got a dunk. Oh, it had the oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just looking at her. Yeah, that's how you um mm-hmm. that's how you yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um You sound like a disapproving mother, right? Nah, nah, because said, I approve. Mm-hmm. I fully approve of whatever no, that was. The way you said it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the meme of Ice Spice with the uh, Beavis hair? No, Beavis with Ice Spice's hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Nah, let me see that. I said that to y'all. Yo. I hate y'all. What the problem mean? is we send each other a lot of shit. Trey. We do, we do. So try to keep up. With yeah, I be fucking up and I be sending the wrong people shit because I think I'm sending it to y'all. And the thing is, some of the shit that I send y'all, other people shouldn't be saying. <laughs> oh my god, yo! <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes I Spice be looking like she has like a strong face. Beavis and Butthead sometimes for real, for real. She has a strong face. You saw that Complex put her on the, the, the list of the top 50 rappers ever from New York? That shit. They got her on number 50. That shit was insane. You know how many people... That's funny. You know how many people they took off the list? They got Ice Spice as a top 50 rapper from New York? Yeah, yep. of all time. All time. You know how many people but, they, they didn't they put on... She's number 50. On Complex. Number 50? She's number 50. Yo, she's made enough money and enough attention, enough everything where it's like... Nah, she shouldn't rank. Some of the people that are not on the list. It all depends on what they're trying to say. Top 50 rappers from New York that are lyrical. Top 50 <laughs> rappers from New York that got this. No, it was to just top 50, period, because there was she's some... She's in there. There was... Un- nah. 50 and 6 9 should be in there, too. She's not in there. 
Six nine should be in that list. They got Pop Smoke at number twenty seven. Six nine for five years had New York going crazy, and then they were like, nah, he was a snitch. Damn. It was five years. Nah, it was like a good two to three years. <laughs> five years. It was yo nah. He nah, had, nah, nah. Hold you though, he like, did have he had a chokehold on two, the three city years. Boys. He did two For three minute, years yeah, in yeah. this era is like and five I'm, years. I'm not saying yeah. lyrical. I'm not saying no, anything. No, no. Like, yeah, I'm saying just, top fifty rappers from New York. That I mean, off the top of your head, if you ask somebody name a rapper from New York, you're gonna lot. keep going. But at some point, they're gonna be like, yeah, six nine, Ice Spice. They ain't gonna say that before. Who Cool G Herb D? From the Bronx, what's their name? Coogee Herb D. Herb Double O B. From the Boogie Down. Those are that's what people are complaining. Yo, how come they don't got Herc the Herc the uh Herc the Percolator in there? (laughs) Nah, they just from the Lower East Side. They didn't even have like. There's so many people that they missed on that they didn't list. Have Coke Rock, yo. No, Coke Larry is not on that. uh, Why is he not on there? Coke Rock is really the guy that invented rap. He says he is. Who is saying what? What? That's his claim to fame. Well, he was him, the he was the D, he was the MC him, for the DJ. Yeah, him and Herc, him and DJ Cool. Herc. So he was just clap your hands, everybody. That's how it started. And yeah, then, and then, then eventually it turned I forgot. Into I used to know his whole shit backwards and forwards. That's his song. Old. He get deepity beep bop deepity He used to spit every time they put him up on stage. Yeah, I used to know that shit because I was always at the shows. Because I was in the shows. I don't remember it. I haven't. It was like zippity doo da zippity a. I tie my shoes yesterday, everybody. No, but the, the problem with that list, the <laughs> list, bad. the list didn't really make no sense. It was like it was all but over nah, the place. I, you know what? Now that facts broke no. it down, though, it, no. Nicki Minaj is in that list, right? Nicki Minaj is on the top ten. And why? Nicki Minaj is probably the, a top three woman of all time. Yeah, and I don't disagree. What I'm trying to say is everything you can say about Ice Spice, you can say it about Nicki. No, you can't. Or Nicki about Ice Spice, how? Ice Spice doesn't have the... the Ice Spice literally has 15 minutes of music. And That's she, it. And look at how famous she is. Name one of the songs. Um, She got that uh, that Boys of Leo. That's not her song. That's not her. That's just a feature. But she was on it. But that's not her song. And they give her credit for that shit. But that's what I'm saying. She doesn't actually have music. She does. She got she an album. Does. She does. The album got seven songs. All the songs are like two minutes long. And oh, no, it don't what, matter. It's making. What I'm saying is you can't like the fact that she doesn't really have anything out. She hasn't had any but accolades. she has stuff out. She got like in terms of comparing her to like somebody else from the past. It doesn't compare. Name a rapper that you feel like should be on that list. Name, just name one. The entire De La Soul group. She's killing them. Okay, I'm gonna. You're gonna make me leave this. Killing them. On what planet? On what planet? (laughs) Yo, go around asking people about De La Soul. Well, you're talking about that's called prisoner of the moment. Ask, ask any woman right now about Ice Spice. They know her. They know who she is. Yeah, sure. Everybody know Ice Spice. Name, name the people in De La Soul. Some members. He's gonna know I'm not asking him. I was asking you. Me? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask. No, that. you were the right person to ask, and that's why I asked you. No, nah, I'm the wrong name, person. Name an Ice Spice song. You're fighting it, but I know you want to say it. Oh, what was the name of the first one? I forgot the name of the first one. Though. Nobody knows the name of the first one. What the? Munch? Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, bet. Here, here's where we go. Here's where we go. De La Soul. For I, I hate that this is a conversation, but it is a conversation because no, it's, it's really not. It, the thing is, it's it is. we're it talking is, prisoner of the moment. Uh, like they only put her on that list to get people to argue. But here's the thing: you you can't do the, 
their list makes sense if they're talking about if it's like let's say the top 50 most successful like rappers that's ever. what i was but just, that's not what the list is that's what, what i'm trying the to list the list is all over the place because there's people on that list that have no commercial success it, who cool keith you've never heard of that so person. why they probably have him in there for other reasons the reasons that you want to get de la soul in no there. but he doesn't belong there even Yo, on that real aspect rapper. but he don't even belong there on that aspect Nah, I Yo, you know who's not on the list? Like, cause they Cool Keith is an underground rapper. Six right? nine is not on the list. That's how I know it's like a bad list. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um Bronson isn't on the list. Bronson ain't on the list? No. It's, he never it, compares to six nine. Come on. Okay. Name so one Bronson Ice song Spice? that's better than Billy. Okay, you're wild. <laughs> Easy Rider. Are you serious? Easy Rider? Yes. But follow that up with uh Little Cuda. Latin Grammys. Okay, but I'm gonna follow that up with um uh, the the one that he said he was blood on in the Rockers goods. With, with Khalifa. But yo, his first uh, the the <laughs> song with Anuel, the big bad and dangerous with Dizzle. The second song with Anuel. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. But this is what I'm saying. Live from the you live from the young man. isn't on that list. And Ice Spices. Cause Ice Spice killed them and rap. <laughs> yo, if it wasn't for you, making food, playing. Bronson wouldn't be here. Let's be honest. If it wasn't for making food and doing the YouTube videos, his rap career alone would have not made him a mainstay. If it wasn't for Action Pussy, Ice Spice would not be here. The only reason people like Action Bronson's song still is because they got to see him in the videos and they're like, he's not trying to sound like that other guy. That other guy's a hater. This is Bronson. We love Bronson. But it wasn't until you seen him go to a hot dog spot like, this is my favorite hot dog spot. I love this spot. Right, Big Body? And then people are like, yo, put out another album. Ice Spice 6 9 never had to do that. <laughs> 6 9 Yo, don't know. 6 9 shit. 6 9 interview on, on the Breakfast Club still the most viewed interview. 6 9 baby. No, I think I think Soulja Boy was arguing nope. with that. 6 9 Soulja Boy would be like 6 9. He Soulja stole my flow. That's a yeah. fact. I don't know. Yeah, she shouldn't be on that list. No. Nah, she's killing De La Soul. I get, I get what he's saying, yo. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate. That too. Yeah, I know he is. But I'm also, also complex. I don't know. They just said top fifty. It was if I if I go through the list, there's people like, all right, the, the obvious top four. What's the obvious top four? New York, obvious top four. Jay Z, Nas, Biggie. Okay. Right. Um. Who's four? Shit. Cam. No, Cam. Cam is like in the twenties. That's mad disrespectful. He had computers, Putin. I don't understand why we even arguing right now. Like that's it. The computers were Putin. Mm. I'll tell you right now. What more do I need to tell you? He had everybody wearing pink. Cam's on the list. I was out here looking like Kirby. Dipset. Joel's ain't on the list. Uh. All right, here we go. Complex's list. A wild ass list. All right, I'm gonna just go like I don't think I should go through all just 50. Do, don't go through all 50. Just but I'm gonna give names. you the top 10, right? Yeah, because the, the top 10 are kind of obvious. Jay Z at mm-hmm. number one, they got Notorious Big at number two, mm-hmm. Nas at number three, they got Rakim at number four. Mm-hmm. His argument against Taylor Soul fits against Rakim. Mm. Yeah, that's the problem with Prison of the Moment arguments. LL Cool J is at number five. Okay. Which is respectable. Can't 50 argue with Cent that. is at number six. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Wait, who, wait, wait, wait. My bad. Who's number one again? Jay. Jay Z. I think it should be six nine, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they got Nikki at number seven. 
Damn, Nikki's number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki is fire. They got no. DM- I'm just. I'm just. I'm happy to hear. They got know, DMX at number eight. Okay. They got Buster at number nine. All right. At least he's Buster's fire. And KRS One at number ten. Right. I truly really love KRS. I gotta ask a question. Well, number eleven. Hold on. So number eleven. Prodigy from Mob Deep. Just him. Which I think is is very high. Should but be the whole Mob Deep. Nope. <laughs> As they did that with a bunch of groups Havoc where they didn't put, those productions. They didn't put none of the other group members. They did it. Look, for number 12, Little Kim, clearly. Um Little Kim. 13, Ghostface Killer. I got him higher, but it is what it is. MF Doom at 14. Mm. This is what I'm saying. Now the list is starting to cross into like other kinds of rappers. MF Doom. He's from New York? Yes. Big Pun at 15. Okay. So now, now the list is going at rapidly rapping, right? Jada Kiss at sixteen. It seems like each level has a there's a genre. Not really, because right? the first top ten is just is mostly ninety niggas. Okay. So I'm gonna run in. All right. So we go, we go pause it here. Yeah, we'll what? come right back. Well, they didn't have to know that. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll be back. All right, so um, yeah, I Spice shouldn't be on that list. I Spice, nah, but six nine. Okay, okay. top ten. We'll okay. let you have six nine. Yes. I know that's what I'm broke with. But we came back to it after like an hour and a half. My bad. <laughs> nah, it's all good. So uh, if you don't know, we're recording in the car. We're uh, we're between Diaz's spots mm-hmm. at a Broadway Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Um, he just got back from his last spot and. Uh, He's about to regale us with the story of the show. So here we go. So 11 o'clock show, guy on shrooms. <laughs> he becomes my whole set. Awesome. I asked him a random question about tattoos, and he gave me this philosophical answer. And then I asked him about shrooms, and then and then at some point I just like, are you on shrooms right now? His girlfriend was like, yeah. And then he was just walling out. But I noticed that the crowd, they just were not into bits. It was like eight people. Okay. But they loved when I interacted with him. Mm. I was like, fuck it. He became my whole set, whole set. Yeah. And then um, I never made him feel bad. He looked yeah. like he was feeling. I was like, Nah, you good, bro? Look at you being a shaman on stage. God sent you here trip. to challenge my professionalism. Look at you, <laughs> yo. After my set, I get off stage. I'm saying bye to everybody. His girlfriend comes out, comes up to me, and she goes, "Thank you so much. You made him feel really good. I appreciate that." So yeah, no doubt. Gives me a hundred dollars. Another hundo? Yes, another hundo. Damn. She gave it to me like this here. Oh, she did the transaction? Oh, she gave it to you. Yes. That's nice. He gonna wake up tomorrow like, yo, babe, I'm missing a hundred dollars. You seen that shit? Nice. Give me a hundred dollars. You must have shroomed it off. I told Eric and Eric was like, yo, it's probably real too. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's crazy. We're gonna have to start calling you Julio Hundo Diaz. Hundo, baby. That's funny. Twice in like Yeah. Twice in like three weeks and they've always paid me more than what I made. <laughs> That's the funny thing about tips, right? <laughs> they paid more than you got paid Just for the, the hour. That's why they pay you $13 an hour in New York. It's bullshit. That's a fact. Wait, waiters make $13 an hour? If you make tips and they know you're going to make tips, then what they do is instead of making 15 minimum, some jobs can pay you 13 or 14 It used to be 3 Waiters' wages used to be like three dollars. Yeah, it's basically like because waiters' wages are supposed to be all tips. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. they get paid low, but I, I'm pretty thirteen plus tips is kind of lit. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I'm, yo, like if you work at a busy spot, 
Yeah. Some thirteen plus tips. Like imagine you work at a busy midtown restaurant. Oh yeah. Doing a lunch break or whatever. Like bro, just one lunch rush, you might make three hundred in tips. Some of these Easy. comedy clubs, they cake in it. Oh yeah. Them yeah. fucking waiters and waitresses, cause they'll get like a whole section, and if they if the show was great, blah they blah. Best on the show. They're tipping twenty five percent. They talk, you know. Yeah. Each person probably got like an eighty to a hundred dollar time, maybe sixty. Yeah. Twenty five percent of that adds up like crazy. Some of them, and they're gonna tip more. A lot of them. And yeah. if the if the waiter or waitress is personable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Unless you like a seller comic that gets booked four times a night, five times a night. Yeah. Or one of these, uh, like Gotham or New York Comedy Club, to stand and you're in there every night, four five spots, or you're a headliner. You're not making more than the waiting staff. No, hell no, you can't. It doesn't make it. And you know what's funny though? Like sometimes I like. I mean, I get it, but that's why like it's kind of fucked up being the talent in this situation. The person who gets paid the less in all of us is the talent. And it's funny you bring that up. I seen a documentary about the comedy store in LA. Yeah. And they were not paying the comics every club because in their head they're like, yo, if you make it, you make it. You come here to hone your craft. You're lucky we book you type of shit. Which is wow. crazy. But then um, then the comedians went on strike. And then the only reason they gave in to paying is because another club, I think the improv, started paying. Mm. And But it's just like, that's how they view it. Like, we're the club. They come to a comedy club. Yeah. And if you're not, especially like in this day and age, it's even more than... I mean, back then, imagine you were an unknown person. Well, back then, the club really had names. And you, there was no open mics. Yeah. There was the club. So where did you get to hone your shit at? Really at the club? They had to deal with you going up on... Remember the first shits that I used to say when I went up on stage? My grandmother touched me. Yeah. We, yeah, we used to be wild. Yeah, but you would have worked the check spot for that motherfucker. You know that nigga... The, no, the, but still. The, you know how sometimes the waiters... That's crazy. ...are just the ones getting about, the five minutes? Yeah, but that's just crazy to think about. Like imagine you trying to pay your check and there's somebody on stage. There's somebody, there's some kid on stage talking about, yo, my grandmother used to touch me. And then he's just standing there waiting for you to laugh. And there was no joke, no nothing. That's yeah, what I used to say. Was... My grandmother used to touch me. That was my bit. Like, yo, I'm like, I'm that kid. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Then I watched it yeah. in the documentary. They talked about Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey was like, I was bombing every night. And one day I just did some improv shit and they loved it. Yeah. But like that's probably why they were like, no, we're not paying you. I feel yeah. like it, it, it must have been way harder back then. Absolutely. Because they didn't have the TikTok. On Bro, route. you don't, the shit that you need back then, you don't even need now. Well, but back then, that's why a lot of like music, comedy, any performing arts or whatever, before social media. Bro, think about internships. The stories you heard of internships in the 90s, like mm-hmm. like people who interned for like record labels or some shit like that. Were, Comics were. that wanted to do comedy, they dead ass were like, yo, I barked outside for five hours and all I got was five minutes three days later. Yeah. And like, like the grit that you needed, because now, now you got, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were some open mics, but there wasn't no bad slobber. Mm. Right. There wasn't no free mics. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a list telling you where. Yeah, was you at. just kind of had to know. Yeah. And and back and you know with me, I always thought I was like, you know, it's funny. Before I started doing comedy, I always thought I I, I knew that there was like coffee shop comedian type shits, like because you know you go to like a general open mic where they have comedians and musicians, you know, all that those regular open mics and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I knew that existed, but I was like, yo. Comedy gotta be this forbidden door. How the fuck you get in the club? You remember my first mic? I thought 
And I went home and, 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 and Zach was like, oh, you're a natural. I went home like, babe, Zach said I'm great. He hosted he hosted open mic. He must be great. Yeah. <laughs> like you're that naive to it. You know what I mean? Like as an outsider, but just imagine without the internet. <laughs> Exactly. Motherfuckers was getting motherfuckers was giving their souls up just to get four minutes on a show. Basically, they had to work the door. That's what they said at the comedy store. They all had to work the door. Yeah. They all couldn't skip the the system. Well, back in the day, the entire staff was all comedians mm -hmm. for the most yeah. part. Now it's a little different. Now you got actual staff. Like now they got pro pro um they got pro barking. They got pro bark. Oh yeah, they got pro barking. There's guys that only bark. Facts. Oh, I was gonna say something, but I'm not going to. But yo, them barkers be making money too. They don't, yeah, they, 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 do. they, they hustling they tickets. Do, yo, they do. Cause they only can make money on that, and they're gonna always push it harder than a comic. A comic, unless they really, really like want to do it, a comic hates the idea of barking, seating, this and that for a set. Versus somebody that is like, how much you gonna pay me to sell tickets? I ain't no comedian. I'm with it. Yeah, they'll forever. Yeah. They'll forever. Cool. If it wasn't for barkers that weren't into like that, didn't want to be a comedian. They just wanted to make the money, the hustle. Mm -hmm. You would have nobody in them fucking seats. Those guys at Greenwich go hard and they get us the show be packed out. And I see it when I got the job at the office, the cold sales job. Yeah. That's when it started clicking in my head, like what they're doing. Oh, it's like the same thing. It is, bro. Like, yeah. what's up? We got a comedy show. People been on this, been on that. Yeah. And then they stopped. They're, these are people that couldn't get into another club and they're like, and they're just hustling, hustling. Same thing here, Broadway. They got people everywhere. Same thing at other clubs. Everybody got barkers that just Yo, like. Nah, the pair needs to needs to get better barkers. It's bro. just the pair. Well, it's, they gotta it's break tough. them off. Not a mid, not a midtown people though. That's what I'm saying. Just, but they don't want to. Probably don't want to break they, them off. They're paying them in, too, in, in. They want to get stage the comics, time. Right? They do. And the comics are not gonna fucking push it. They do. Nah. They and really plus, this is like, like out of the way. Twenty ten dollars, bro. I see. I don't know this comic name, but I see him. All the time. Every time I get off on 59th, he be right on that corner. And I know he got tickets, but he's not moving. None of them shit. He's on his phone the entire time. Yeah. Because I'm like, bro. Comics don't want to do it for whatever reason. Antisocial, the well, idea. It, I get why they don't want to do it, because it goes back to like, I okay, mean, I'm going to do all this work to get none of the money. Yeah. No, nah, they that, break them off with bread. Like, um, I, know, I don't know what it's like now, but before, like, Kenny... At Grizzly Pair, he would give yeah. them good amount of I think it would give them half the ticket. So if the ticket was twenty, you were getting ten. So mm -hmm. if you sold five tickets, you got fifty, they got fifty. Now your five minute check spot becomes a fifty dollar spot. Yeah. It's just that I think these people Well, it's I more think, than a fifty dollar spot. You gotta add the time that you took to sell those five tickets as well. This is a fact, but that was a spot that you were not gonna get. So it don't matter how much time it took you to sell them tickets. It's like, well, no, what you you're were talking gonna, about like pay per job ratio type shit. I always look at money when it comes to comedy as for the time that I did on stage. Like, I understand what you're saying, but then it just fucks with you. Like, I, I go to Boston, Connecticut. It's not always like big, big money, some, but it's always like at a certain amount. Yeah. And I don't think about it like, oh my God, I fucking drove five hours to get there. So no, this time but no, nah, that's different though, because you're not barking. You're already contracted and paid to go out there. You know what I mean? That's different. Right. But like when you're barking, it's kind of like you're working to get work. But you were not going to get that work without that. If you were funny enough to where you don't have to sell tickets, well, it would have happened problem. like that. That's that's the difference. But, okay. the, but if you're inexperienced, there's no other way. 
It's all about inexperience. It's not that you're not funny yet. You might just be inexperienced. And somebody has to let you get up to find that experience. People are not willing to. That's an investment. That's like, I'm going to be okay with you getting up on my stage and saying that your grandmother touched you. <laughs> and like, so I think some people is like mental. Like, I don't want to sell tickets. I just, I'm an artist. And it's like, okay, fine. But at least it's set up. Like, not every club is set up like that. Kenny was looking out. You get half the ticket. He knows he's adding that extra motivation. Like, I get it. But look here on top of that, you're getting half. So don't look at it like you just put in money in my pocket. Like you making money, too. Some of them barkers that are not comedians, they just bark. They just sell tickets. That's their hustle. Yeah. They probably get a little bit more bread and they go crazy. Those guys make money. Well, because that's their incentive at and that it was point. Each show, if a club has a spot, three, three spots a night three shows like on on the weekends they might have three shows on a friday you got paid for this that one and that one those barkers at grizzly were probably on every show that night for the check spot and i know some of them were selling 10 tickets each show that's 150 dollars and you did five minute check spots three times you're inexperienced but you got 15 minutes and 150 dollars yeah. You could be experienced with seven years in and you might not make $150 still. Yeah. For three spots. Tonight, if it wasn't for somebody tipping me, I would not have made $150. Well, the comedy doesn't pay. Yeah. Not yet. You got to make it really, really yeah. like, you just, honestly, you got to be headlining. You really want to make money? You can make money at, at spots. But it's a hustle. It's a hustle. It's a hustle. Mm -hmm. I want to look at it like every spot I'm doing is training and I'm getting ready for that 60 minute. Mm -hmm. And then I can sell the experience. Like, nah, you want to see me live? My tickets are $20, $40 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And boom, pack out a whole thing. Now that's where the money comes from. It's like, it's like music. You're, you're a touring artist. Little baby's not banking. I don't know what his contract's like, but these people are not banking on their, their contract sucks. Are they banking on that tour money? Yeah. It's all about that tour, that tour, that tour. On the road. On the road. On the road. And everybody will tell you that's where the money's at on the road. And the shows, well, you got no residuals. Mm, Unless yeah. you got a 360 deal, that's yeah. when you give a fuck. But like, there's no residuals. You're getting paid. But yeah, but. The that's thing why is, a lot of those starting rappers, they'll do But the ill shit is clothes. to go back to social media before. And you can make money from social media. Like yeah, before you needed like a manager to. You could essentially manage yourself. You really can. And you, you your own fucking PR team. You post videos. You make flyers. You do all of that shit. You just post it on Instagram. You no, the craziest thing is all of that shit, you don't even got to be a comic to make money in comedy. Yeah, like on social media, you just do a fucking you do Funniest one funny video. Page. No, not even that. Well, that too, because there's people who are here banking off of other people's content, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is insane. But in general, like like I'm saying, you don't have to be a comic, but not necessarily not a funny person. Mm -hmm. Like you could do a skit. Mm -hmm. And that blows up. Now you're popular on TikTok for doing a skit. Now automatically you're a headliner. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you might not be worthy because an actual comedian, a stand-up comic, is gonna be like, nah, fuck these people. But the club you know, doesn't really care about and, that. And the, the club cares is, about filling out the, the club. The funny shit is, is that people who go to shows like that, they know the difference. Like they see it. Oh well, yeah. So I think, you know, I think that's kind of ill. But also then those people have a following when people go to see yeah, those people. Yeah, I mean, so of course, of course. It's like course. it's like twofold. But, you know, if you're good enough with, you know, you get, you get 
some of their followers. You know, yeah. like are you like, yeah, I came for him, but nah, like you, you're fucking hilarious. I yeah, being on all those shows is, is, is like a benefit to yeah, him. Yeah. Like I don't think uh like the uh the the anal artist the type comics, you know, the guys that argue, but what are you saying though, bro? Those motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I, I think they look at it as a negative, but I look at it as like, well, if you're on the lineup with Instagram or a this is plugged in. If you're on a lineup with an Instagrammer that brought in 300 people, yeah, okay, yeah. When, when were you gonna be in front of 300 That's people? That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> so you gotta kind of like eat it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they might be trash, but guess what? They have a whole audience that you that never you don't even. have. Yeah. So it's kind of like that's the thing where I like I understand why that route works so well because the club's job isn't to have the best comedy show. Mm-hmm. The club's job is to make the most money. Sometimes <laughs> it happens to be making the most money with the best comedy show. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So like if you get like that's what I'm saying. Like so many people like sometimes I see um. Every Instagrammer or TikToker that gets a good skit, they eventually do a stand-up show. And it's always their first stand-up show is always a headlining spot. <laughs> yeah, this guy made that mistake. Um what's his name? Oh man, I can't remember his name now. Um Southern Cat? Yeah. Boy! Desi? No, not Desi Banks. Desi gets busy. I think it was a stand-up comic first. Um the other guy. He he did the he used to play like a on his father too. Um, Haha Davis. Oh. Haha Davis started doing stand up headliner. That was his first time. Bomb to the point where they were writing about it. And he had oh. a, he went on a Breakfast Club. He said that shit. He's like, yeah, you know, I didn't take the crowd serious. So I'm actually working on it. Mm. It's like you thinking you just gonna get up on stage and be nah. Why? Because because they don't understand being able to make people laugh in the skit is very different than standing in front of that's people why, and pouring your soul out. That's why Juski smart. Juski Kevin Hart had him. I think they were interviewing, and he kept pressing Juski like you're pussy. You don't want to go up. But Juski's not dumb. Juski knows like okay, stand up wise, I don't have that skill yet. Mm. I'm not saying he can't have that skill develop it. Mm. It's like once you a known name. It's like you're not you're not able to do what you need to do in the dark. And you know what's funny you're not though? in the dark anymore. People know you. To be fair, he doesn't need that skill. Nah, because he, he does shows now and he's not had he's not stand it's not stand-up. It's Drewski. It's Drewski yeah. presents and it's like him yeah. and he can yeah. he can do the Drewski shit and people love it. And then here's three comics I fuck with. They do yeah. stand-up. And, and then something else. And then it's uh what's that shit he does all the time that people love him for? Oh the um could have been, been that he does the could have been like he's smart i don't gotta be a fucking stand-up comic they come and they paying to see me he yeah, that, yeah he figured out he doesn't have to do he any of that characters yeah he does he's been in movies he has been in movies he does he's um commercials he'd be hanging out with drake and everything he'd be he's, doing mad shit shout out to johnny shipes his manager that's how I'm his manager yeah johnny shipes cinematic music group the reason all of my favorite rappers were managed by him. That's fun. That's the guy with the glasses. He eats uh, some different places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nipsey, Dizza, Crit, I thought Nipsey Currency. was managed by um, Karen Sybil. Nah. Well, I think she was, but he, like original, like when he first, like. That his other guy? Yeah, like, it yeah. was Johnny Shipes. Like the, his first deal, like major deal, yeah. was Johnny Shipes. But yeah, that, that makes okay. sense because. It makes uh, sense. 
Juski got on. Be- is this who you're talking about? Yeah, Karen Silver. What she manages? Uh, yeah, she yeah she's like she manages too. artists and stuff like that. The Juski started getting on too. because this guy was taking him on tour with him. A white boy. Uh oh, Jack Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow was taking yeah, him on yeah. tour because he found him on Instagram. They yeah. vibe. Yeah, that's probably how I met Johnny Shipes. Yeah, yeah, and that's and like Shipes I, saw him working, and then and then to put it all together, when you think of, that's why. Oh, it's funny you bring her up. It's 2021, so different now. The same that she took 60k. Yeah, from. that was a that was the big story. You haven't heard much of her name since then, but yeah, um, but yeah, that's what changes the game now. Like right now, you got that aspect because you can you can do a stupid video on TikTok and become bigger than every comic that's hustling through the city. Yeah. So now knowing that. And you're a club, being able to hustle comics for stage time becomes a different, <laughs> it's a different angle now. Mm. Like I didn't know there was pro barkers until recently. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, say that one more time. Like I didn't know there was pro barkers till. Re- I didn't know these niggas just bark. I always thought they were just getting spots. Uh-huh. And then like it, it was only recently that it dawned on me. Like yo, you know when it hit me to ask because I never bothered to to like even think about it or whatever. But you know, the dude with the dreads that be on McDougal, right? Because I always I've been seeing this motherfucker there for years. Oh, Carlos, yeah, Carlos. Seeing them there for years, I'm like yo, I've never seen this guy do a set. I've never even seen him on a lineup. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, he don't do comedy. I was like, wait, what? He does, though. From time to time, we'll get a guest spot, but... It's not his focus. I think he's more just lost. I mean, it's it, like he's making money from the barking. Yeah. Probably keeps him afloat, and then if he's like, he gets stage time, it's like, nice. If not, he's like, fuck. Yeah, at least I got paid. Type of shit, yeah. Yeah. That's how you know they're making money, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm sure it's like... It's, it's good for what it is, you know? No. Yeah, I've heard, like... Well, some, nah, to be to be real, like... Like, career money, though? Nah, but Greenwich... Surprised, but that's not your living, though. Yeah, but that's but, what I'm saying. It's good for Greenwich, what it is. Yeah. But Greenwich be packed. They fucking pack that shit. And that's like, it's honestly. crazy. Like, there's been times where they're like... I'll get down there, and they'll be like, Ah, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. We're still waiting. And they'll be like, Oh, it's still five minutes. And then in them five minutes, Carlos will walk up like, nah, I just got like a whole group right now. Yeah. You and know what's then, good about Greenwich? Wow. Like, on that block location. It, it's it's also, well, the pair is prior. I, what I'm thinking, Greenwich actually, in comparison to the pair or whatever. Okay, when you Like, let's say you go to the comedy cellar, right? You don't get any, you trickle down. And you start going down, right? Mm-hmm. Greenwich, um, when you walk by the pair, the pair doesn't feel like it's a comedy club. And that's because of the comics that are barking. Mm. Not trying to throw them under the bus. I'm just trying to emphasize when your main focus is one thing, you will capitalize. Mm-hmm. It's they're probably just saying, hey, comedy show. Yeah. Hey, comedy show starting soon. Comedy show. When you go by Greenwich and it's just the barkers that their main focus is that money. And I'm saying that shit. They're like, what's up? We got this and this and that from the NBC. We got, come on. This mm. energy. Yeah. And they, they, they give you them. full on yeah. rundowns. Like, oh, we got such and such from mm-hmm. uh, Netflix. And we got this person. Oh, we Yo, got this person. That's motivating people with funky five minutes of stage time doesn't get the feet filled. Because they will do it just to get the seats in. But even if you do pay them to go back on the initial point, it still won't. Like, this con- like sometimes comedians like get lost in the artistry, which I'm not trying to say is bad. What I'm trying to say is like, don't get lost in anything. You could be an artist, 
But like this, like so many ways of staying afloat to maintain that artistry to keep. My dad told me this years ago. He was like, what you need to find is a way of maintaining the dream until you realize it. But if you're struggling, you're making it harder. And yeah, being broke, trying to have a dream. Nope. You're not investing wisely. You're not investing your time. And then you just got to really like think about shit differently. You can't like when I was barking for stage time, I hated it. And I look back and I'm like, it's because of my fucking ego. Like I just thought I was funny enough to get on stage. And then I think back and I'm like, maybe I was funny, but no, I wasn't like if I was mainstay funny, it, it's, it just starts to speak for you. You will get booked, you know, but yeah, I try to keep ego out, this, out of every, everything I do now because I'm like, man, shit. Just uh, selling is a good skill to have anyways. You learn how to sell yourself. You learn how to. Yeah. So there's just so many things you can learn. It's never just about growing your set. Grow as a person. Your set matches that, especially if you keep working. And the set develops along the way. You have to keep developing as a person. You cannot develop. Like, you cannot rely on developing as a person because your set developed. Like, I've got these. No, like, you, I developed that as a person and my set matches what I'm doing. I'm working on myself. I'm working on my set. I do jokes every night. I also have a life. I also think about things. I have that's, a bill to pay. And you become more relatable. You become that, more everything. That's key. A lot of these comics don't have a life outside of comedy. Mm -hmm. No, nah, I can't be like that. I you really can't. Because then you have nothing to be funny about. That's how come comedy during the pandemic was rough. Because a lot of these comics who don't really do shit but comedy... Like, like they don't, they do? don't travel, they don't do anything but comedy. They had nothing to talk about because mm -hmm. there wasn't like, and, and even like for me, like I'm Olive or whatever. Like my my being home so much. I mean, I got a life, but being home so much pulled me away from the things that made me realize what's funny about the world. Mm. You lose track. Like you really kind of like have nothing to write about. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine like, the the having a life part is big. And I, but what I was saying more so about Grizzly, not just the barking aspect. I'm just saying that aside. It, it, it I'm barking you into Grizzly and I got to walk you to the back of this bar. That is true. Yeah, it's not the same. You walk straight it, it, into the show for you, Greenwich. Uh, Greenwich is like the sign. Greenwich Comedy Club. Mm -hmm. Walk right here. You're into the show. I'm barking you into Grizzly. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Here's, uh, all right, cool. Two tickets? Cool, cool, cool. So uh, see the bouncer. Yeah, you got to walk all the way back there. Mm -hmm. Or somebody takes you back there. Mm -hmm. Because now you're walking through a dive bar that maybe you didn't want to walk into in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because the people who go to Cellar aren't necessarily dive bar people. Yeah. yeah. They're people that are there for comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been barked into three places, right, prior to doing comedy. I was barked into Greenwich before. I was barked at, no, four places, four places. There's a club that doesn't exist anymore. I think it was called CB's or something like that. It was on McDougal. I left, um, I left, each time was after leaving the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> left the Comedy Cellar, got barked into CB's. I saw, I think Greer Barnes was performing mm. that night. This was years ago. I got barked into Greenwich before. I got barked into the old Lantern. Mm. Cause the Lantern used to have good barkers. Before they re renamed it to the comedy shop, the lantern used to be packed. Oh, dude. The lantern, uh, the same kind of like a packed Greenwich was the lantern. Yeah, I think that, it feels like a switch now. Because they had the they had the two 
two entrances. They had the bar entrance and then they had the show entrance. Mm-hmm. And the show entrance, you just went downstairs and there was all the seats. And it would get packed, right? And, and it, well, packed. also, I think at the time, um, Laughing Buddha was kind of connected to it. But that I only too. know this now looking back because yeah, that too. the night I got barked, I actually was the first time I ever seen Jeff Lawrence mm. do comedy. He was, uh, he was like running the show that night. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the You know who barked me? Mookie. Mookie? The white kid. Was it Mookie Thompson? Yeah, he still does comedy. Well, that's who barked me into Word? the original Lancer. I vividly remember who it was because mm. when I because I had started comedy like not too long afterwards. Well, he so said, I remember the kid. No, I mean I didn't say it to him, but like I just remembered. I was like, oh, that's the guy who barked me. Really interesting. And then the other place I've barked to was the stand. You know where I got barked to on the st- for to go to the stand? Where? This is the original stand. I got barked on 34th Street. How is that even possible? That was on 19th and 3rd. Because what they did was they know... The stand is fucking genius when you think about it, right? There's a reason why they blew up so big. Yeah, the restaurant part is part of it, but, like, I remember the first time I went to the stand, it immediately felt like I was going to something on the level of the cellar. This was years ago, right? Because I used to go to the cellar, Mm-hmm. And the places I would bark at, um, I didn't enjoy any of those shows except for the feature, mm-hmm. because I could tell I was watching comics who weren't there yet. Right. Right. And this was years ago, because everything's a little different now. But the stand, on the other hand, I'm walking home from work. Guy comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, new comedy club in the city. Blah blah blah. This is where it's at. Look, it, this is brand new. I'll give you six tickets, X amount of dollars." We um you can go. It's gonna be a great show. Um, trust me, we get all the big comics from da 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 da. And the guy was like a really good salesperson, right? He sold me the tickets, whatever. I told Jess, let's go this weekend. So first time I ever went to the stand, I got barked on 34th Street. I went there and I was like, uh who did I see? Pete Davidson. Mm, wow. <laughs> he was 18 years old. First time ever at the stand. That's one of the first people I see, Pete Davidson. Damn. Um, I thought he was funny too, and I I, I didn't know he was gonna be who he was, the no, guy. No, you know, yeah. you never know who you're gonna watch. But I vividly remember I saw Pete Davidson and some other people, and um, there were names. Pete was kind of out of there not long after that because Pete Pete really he he ascended pretty fast. Man, yeah. Well, we think it's fast, but we he. I saw him and he was still 18 or some shit like that. Yes, yeah, so I mean three years later. Yeah. Three years later, he's already he's out there. Yeah. I don't even think Pete 30 yet. No, he's 30. Well, oh, he just turned 30. Next month. Okay, see. Yeah, he started at like 18 and started then I Man think uh, started at 2013, so he was 20. 20. He was probably doing like. Yeah, he had just started, bro. Yo, that one. was like 2013 because we started doing comedy 2015. In one year, you made it to SNL the next year, 2014. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming because I could tell you from what I saw, <laughs> but I knew he was good. Yeah. I, like he was, he was funny. So you know what I mean? Like, like so I'll go into the and the the stand is a whole different setup, right? Because yeah. you got to go out your way to go to the stand. Mm-hmm. You can't bark where the stand used to be. Yeah. Where would you bark? You would have to still bark at Washington Square Park or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. But they were going all around the city like, yo, this is an event. This is a feature type of place to go to. Yeah. It's a feature spot. And then like the other times, like, every time I went there, I had a good time. That, I mean, this friendship is because I was the at the stand. No, even prior to that, 
The only reason I didn't even knew about hip hop improv was because I decided to check out a show at the stand. Mm. <laughs> and then that's when Cypher was it was the his double what was the show that he used to run out there? Double something? Double stuff. Double stuff. Yeah, I went to a site because I used to listen to the podcast with him, Rosenberg. I went to do- I went to check out a double stuff show. He mentioned hip hop improv and then, you know. Wow. So like it, you know like there's I, I knew that they were gonna be on the way. I up. get what you're saying because the first time I went to the stand, I went on a date, and I looked it up because uh, Cipher Sounds was doing a show there. Same thing. <laughs> and I went on this date, and I remember I was like, oh, I know this person. Like Big J Okerson was on it. Somebody else, and every comic gave me this feeling like they were a professional. Yes. They knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. I never felt like they were second guessing it. They were like not thinking. It was just like it felt like I was at the comedy cellar, right? Because I, did, you don't know everybody at the cellar. Yeah, like, but it's just the cellars. The you go for the cellar. Yeah, you might know. You're gonna See, get. You're gonna the, get big comics though. And the comedy store was thinking like that too, because they were like really famous back then. That's why sometimes. Comedy cellar is different, but I think that's why the comedy store thought like that. It's like, yeah. you know, they're coming for us with the comedy store. Versus the seller, they pay and they pay good, but um, well, that's just, why the seller's hard to get into. The seller's like, interesting too. Uh, you're not going to gain experience here. Yeah. Like, so you got to be ready to roll, baby. Seller's also interesting yeah. because you could go to the seller, you might, like, if you're like a random fan of comedy, mm-hmm. you might know one or two people on the lineup and then they smack you with, like, at the time, Sherard Small was on VH1. Yeah. Right? And every t- every time I went, I saw him. Yeah. Keith Robinson, also David on Tell. VH1. David Tell. Like you see, I've seen David Tell like, like prior to starting comedy. I saw him almost the all the time. I seen big rise Godfrey. I seen Godfrey a bunch of Godfrey. times at the cellar. Um, I still have never been to the cellar. The cellar's main thing is that you come to the cellar, you know what you're coming for. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's so hard. It's like... It's just dumb expensive. We're not fucking around. It's the cellar, baby. Yeah. yeah. I've seen people bomb. And that's... Because you can't avoid that. Few. No, no, no. I mean, it's... It, it, everybody's going to have a bad night. You know what I mean? Somebody told me, like, the 12 a.m. shows because you don't know where the hell they're from. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they just came because they're like, I hope De Chappelle just comes. Yeah, that that's that that kind of sucks for the anticipation because it happens every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that sucks for people. But, like, oh, no, I didn't get barked into. I bought tickets to the strip. I did the same show. I went to the strip by myself. I was somebody barked me. Yeah. Wait. No, I actually looked up. You tickets. found the tickets online or some shit I like that. I was feeling sad, and I was like, "Let me just look up comedy shows," and yeah. they popped up. I went all the way up to the strip. I only had enough money for one dime. Smoked half, saved the rest for after <laughs> the show, yeah. and I sat through. I didn't even know this at the time, but I sat through the late night. Yeah. You know what's funny? Sat through the nine o'clock show. You sat through wow. all the starting comics, and right? then. And I was so in a like just comedy mood. I didn't. I didn't question it. Yeah. Well, why would you? You right. didn't, know. didn't know. You didn't know how the sausage was made. You thought everybody on stage was a professional. Uh, yeah. But you know what's just funny about that? That you bring that up. Tell me the strip isn't where. Okay, where the stand when it was starting. Like you might not know every name at the stand, but everybody felt like a pro and was on their way somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. The strip. Every time I've been to the strip, it was the opposite. It felt like people they're on the way out of comedy because they were done with it. 
I think they just never refurbished. It took them forever to make the back. No, I'm talking nicer. about back then. I would go and it was a different group of comics there. Like I wouldn't see you wouldn't see many. Um, I don't know if it, how accurate this is, but the times I went prior to starting comedy, the comics I saw at the strip were a lot of those older New York white comics. Yeah, because they have the um the last that that Jerry Seinfeld generation. Right. Mm. And the strip was the strip. The comic strip during mm. the 70s and 80s was like a main club. Yeah. yeah. And then just after a while, just like you're on the Upper East Side. Yeah. There's going to be other shit in the mix. It's easier to bark. The seller just built this big name. And then the strip just, if it wasn't for Jerry Seinfeld, they would have closed years ago, I think. Absolutely. I don't know if he's actually paying for them. He just did that special there, I remember. Yeah. And then. Well, they, had, from, they had like a little resurgence and mm. then it's. He probably, he's from that area though, right? I believe so. Yeah, so that was his. Nah, he's from Long Island, but that's where he started, though. Comedy from. If that he just sense. always started at the strip, yeah. yeah. Him and uh, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. If yeah. it wasn't for those two names connected to it, I don't even think it'd probably be there. more. Yeah. But those two names is what keep it alive, especially. Yeah. They probably make a living with comics still trying to do those auditions, still trying uh -huh. to be there, mm -hmm. doing the bringers, just because comics are like Eddie Murphy well, and Jerry Seinfeld started they, here. They did to something here. to mm -hmm. get it, like because they closed down temporarily, and they figured out the books to, to stay open, but it's not like it used to be. But uh, yeah, when I would go there, the experience was very different than the downtown experience. The downtown experience was like young, hip, on the rise. Not necessarily young, but on the rise, more hipper type comics or stuff mm. like that um the seller was like yeah i saw you on tv at the time and the strip was like i think my mom saw you on tv and you're still doing this like that's that's the vibe that i got from the three places now if you think years later danger fields was like that too i believe where it was like a, like a, a lot of older places people like that upper west side type of done so it's funny though now looking at it like <laughs> the dynamics is like way different now this is a fact the dynamic because like it it feels like because again so many years later and now i know a little bit how the sausage is made the dynamics feel different because i know people in all those places <laughs> yeah and oddly enough i'm starting to find that the one place that feels like the goal, mm -hmm. which is weird, other than the seller, because like I mean, it's hard to argue the seller's not the like the New York club, it's you know what I mean? Because people people leave the the uh, people go all the way around the world just to go to the seller. Sometimes mm -hmm. I do think having the two clubs hurts the reputation a little bit. They got four. They're about to build. You know well, that. Well, I mean the two in New York because they got the 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 uh, the, oh, the Vegas one. No, no, no. I'm just saying that they got the on McDougal and then the one around the corner. I'm saying there's three in the one around the corner. There's another one? And they bought that whole thing. So they got one in the bar, they got one in the room, and then they got one downstairs. There's three. Oh, they bought the fat black pussycat, right? And they bought that McDonald's. Oh, shit, they did? They bought that McDonald's. That's Why? another, I don't know how many stages. The comedy seller is not fucking around. They're not trying to lose nobody to nobody on McDougal. Wow. I don't want to hear that wow. you went there because you couldn't get in. I don't want to hear that you went there because you couldn't get in. You As a matter of fact, us. Monopoly, baby. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's expensive, too. Wow. But I'll tell you one thing. The 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 talent differentiate the difference... There is a difference between the main one and the lantern, the fat black pussycat area one. There's a difference in the shows that you're getting. 
No, it's the same comics. Maybe just the uh, Aurora. I think the vibe. feature thing is a little different. But people are now starting to record. Um, their specials being recorded at the other one because you because it's bigger. Yeah, it's bigger. It's not like the seller, and you still get the backdrop. Yeah, it's the and the people online seller. don't know. The yeah. people online don't know. It's not the same place. Yeah, and I think ultimately the the other one is going to be the main one soon. You fit more people. It just you fit more people. You're more comfortable. <clears throat> the seller is really like the original. It's, tight. Is, it's a seller. It's so. a yeah. It is tight, and that's why I became like so like. It's tight. it's the perfect intimate vibe for comedy, but it's also again a tourist destination type spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but you know what I'm starting to feel like is a little bit. I mean, maybe I'm off, but like Gotham is starting to feel like the. Gotham is so fucking lit. Gotham is like replacing, not replacing, but Gotham is like, if you're at Gotham, like this is what it feels like. It, Gotham is like, okay, I'm almost at the cellar. It, it kind of comes off that way because yeah. you get some of the crossover between the two. I'll be feeling like I'm in the league when I perform at Gotham. I, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Like, oh, yeah. And then it's the size of it, the theater aspect of it. Like it, it's a different thing. It's when a, it pops at Gotham, it goes crazy. It's like 300 people. Yeah, Gotham is big. And it's like fucking just, you're in the middle of it, looking at them, and it just like nothing pops like Gotham. It's so crazy. Yeah. But yo, New York Comedy Club, both of the venues, unreal, unreal. Like the sound in there, when it pops, that one on 24th Street is unreal because it's tight in there. It's not a high ceiling. It's like the perfect fucking yeah, no echo. New York Comedy Club is crazy. Like, oh my God, that one in East 4th Street, unfucking real. Like, they're just oof. honestly like Cellar, Gotham, New York Comedy Club, The Stand. That's like the top four right there. You got Stand Up New York, and you got um, West Side Two, and every other place. But as the a, further you as get as away comic, from the, the village. Four. It, the the di- more different it is, yeah. Just vibe and everything, right? Ain't it crazy how there's comics that are just never in any other area but the area where they're from? Kind of, yeah. Like there's comics that you only see here at Broadway, and you won't catch them downtown. Yeah. Just like the, I'm pretty sure some of the stand-up New York guys you don't really catch everywhere either. Mm. It's interesting how that is. Mm-hmm. It's just funny how like you see it territories, yo. Yeah, it's like wrestling territories, yeah. comedy territories in the city. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It's it, that's an interesting. Shit is like the Warriors, but it's very different vibes in every section of the city. Shit is like the Warriors. Yeah, we got nine delegates. And then Brooklyn, like everything is so lit in New York because you can really get so trained. Like, all right, you got flavors. Eric was telling me. Shots to Eric Branstein. He was like, man, you kill it at Greenwich. You got to think this is basically a seller crowd. They couldn't get into the seller. They're here. You're already training to be. And then on top of that, these are all foreigners. These are all people that are visiting tourists. Some of them are New York, but like 20%, meaning you don't know if this person's from Texas, there and that. Yeah. You really get to see if your shit applies everywhere. I feel like that's here too, though. Yeah. Because uh, they bark at Times Square. And he said that about the Broadway. He was like, Broadway is good because of the same thing. On top of that, this is the people where if you're doing late night, late night uh, with like Jimmy or whatever, those are the people that go see them in the morning because they're here. That shit yeah. is right over there. So he was like, you're getting a little bit of everything when you come to these two clubs alone. And then he said, forget it. If you go to the the cellar, the stand, um, the Gotham, 
it's just it just new york is like no other place i mean i'm I, i'm not from la and i don't it's um, different out there from what New I York. We get, too spread we get out. everybody coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody go there, but they don't. They, New York, I feel like when you're a tourist and you come to New York, one of the first things you think of, comedy show. Because New York is the greatest city on the planet. Nah, it really is. It's like a melt. Every, it's That's not even just it. the people that live here. The influx because of I people that are not from, from here. here. No, and six, that's how nine. You bring Let's it get it around. around. That's how you bring it around with the sticky. Come on. Uh. Let's get it. With the blicky. Uh. Callback, baby. Yeah. Ice nine. Wow. They have like a like a conjoined baby. They need to have a song together. Wow, that would be something else. He's a munch, and then he's going to be like, I'm a munch, stupid bitch. I'm a, I'm <laughs> I'll a, never let you get the chance. I'm a sticky munch, blicky, in your icky. <laughs> she love me since she hurt Billy. Uh, mm. <laughs> yo, Chen, why you moan like that? Yo, nah, <laughs> we out of here. We out of here. That was Trinidad. That was Trinidad. moan. That was crazy. Nah, it's cool. New York is it's it's just where it's at. Like I like, there's a reason why this is the mecca of comedy. You heard? You heard? It's just not where most comedians make money. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. Because everybody from here will tell you when you leave New York, that's where you make the money. Yep. But that, there's a reason for that. I because when you, you make the money from New coming York, from New York. Exactly. <laughs> like, when you leave New York, you make the money because you're fucking. If you're because you came from here. One out of ten. <laughs> let's say it's one out of ten rating. If you're performing at a seven in New York, you are performing at an eight to nine in other places. I won't say LA, I won't say big cities, everything is different. I'm just saying, like, if you're performing at a seven out of ten in New York consistently, you are eight to nine out of ten everywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're performing from an eight to a nine in New York, you know, now you're now you're probably headlining. Yeah. Like big time. Mm-hmm. Like nah, big crazy. time pool Like I was performing At a 7 During 2021 And I was able to go to DC And get up and kill it But I wasn't the main pool You know I was Nobody knew who I was But I was still killing it And I still had ways to go And I was still wasn't that All that either Now I'm like I, I would say an 8 to 9 I would say an 8 to 9 Maybe just an 8 Just to be more hard on myself too Like I'm performing at an 8 And now when I go I'm headlining I do pull people out, but most importantly, I feel like I'm more productive in that time too. Yeah. Like those 40 minutes, it feels like a great 40 minutes now. And just the more and more, New York really is a fucking hyperbolic time chamber for comedy. You're hustling here like you don't do anywhere else. You're you're networking like you don't do anywhere else. This is like we can't. It's it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard. What, pe- what people do in like. Four to five years anywhere else, you could do in like two in New York. If or you really, or 15. even in, or, <laughs> yeah, or 15. New or York one. is interesting like that. You're like, bro, or it really depends on the person too. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a dick, then yeah, nobody's gonna wanna work well, with nah, you. Well, no, you like, could be Pete Davidson or you could be, um, that dude that was in that HBO show where he basically played oh, himself. Um, what the fuck was his name on, uh, on Waiting? No, that was no, the name of the show? No, not Waiting. Wait, wait, but that's what I'm talking about. The, the dude on Waiting. 
where oh, he's like a career you comic. Mean crashing? Crashing. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about that documentary with Seinfeld and uh, the other dude. Oh, my God. Go watch that shit. If you love comedy, go watch that shit. Did it's I watch that? Called Comedian by Jerry Seinfeld. No, I didn't documentary. watch it. You haven't oh, seen it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. For real? What? Nah, it's you got Yes. Yeah, you got to watch it. Yo, you got to watch you gotta that watch shit. You got to watch it. I'll send a reminder. The last comedy documentary or so was the Fat Tuesday one. That shit left no, me mad inspired. Nah, this one blows it out the water. Yeah, bro. It's just different. With, with, you you see how like mindset really changes everything because yeah. yeah. there's Jerry and then there's this other dude and this other Banya, dog. No. Oh, you never watched Seinfeld. This so yo like you want to talk like about a rival comic? You, nah, you want to talk about like blocking your blessings? This guy, oh, whoa, he's those like, the, he's those depressed comics that you like that no matter so, what happened, he's just depressed. sad about it. Uh, Self sabotaging. So you're just like, bro, like. Do you not see these opportunities as being laid out for you right now? Like uh, some people can't never see it. And then people are really telling him, like, yo, chill out. See it. This guy was signed to the same manager as Jerry Seinfeld and made it to JFL. In the documentary, you're just gonna see the attitude that he has. It's the main reason why you never heard of his name. Yeah. Like it's it's I mean, back then, JFL, if you make it a JFL. Oh, back then it was the, to yeah. the pinnacle of comedy. You can still make shit happen today, but back then with no social media, no yeah, nothing, no, no, no. JFL was it. Mm -hmm. That was the way to get in. And he was still, still depressed on camera. Like if that shit was funny, like if we're going to like that. No, bro. Like, oh my God, bro. It was almost sickening, sickening. But it's good not to judge. Here comes... It's good not to judge because I, I noticed little parts where I self-sabotage. Like, I noticed, right? It's called being human. When though. I don't be my meat. You're crazy. When I don't be my meat, I notice I tend to overeat. Crazy. Because you're compensating. I caught it. I was like, I'm not even hungry. Why am I eating right now? Because I didn't fucking be my meat. Sick bitch. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but this no, is like sense. a real thing. It makes sense. Because how are you going to eat when you're beating? And I'm and I'm and every day I tell myself just drink water, just come on. Yeah. And I you gotta release that self sabotage, yeah. But like you gotta find different ways. You gotta like and or at least just stay on top of it. Anyways, for me at least it's just food and masturbation type shit. But some people, man, like yeah. it becomes a career. Like how how do you get signed to the same manager? How do you know Jerry? How are you in a documentary with this guy? And you make it a JFI and you still fucking sad? Yeah. You'll never... Well, but no. well, that's because what they were looking for wasn't what they were getting presented with. Uh, what do you mean? Like... I mean, they signed to the same... Jerry probably just picked <sighs> no, him because he signed saying, to the same... Like, it's a... it's a People... All right. There's people who... You ever see people who make it and they're never happy? Yeah. It's because their whole life they're thinking that all I needed to do was to make it and they made it and they realized that that's not really what they needed mm. mm -hmm. that happens to a lot of people but like once you've dedicated that much time into comedy you're just talking about a guy that blew up that that, that did JFL in the 80s right 90s Nine, it was 90s 2000 early 2000 yeah early 2000s like JFL was still fake early 2000s I'm thinking you, you're talking about somebody who came up with um no, this Wait, is okay. Jerry. Here was the here here was the point of the whole documentary. The whole point of the documentary was Jerry Seinfeld was doing a documentary about him after the Seinfeld show. Okay, he was basically, in his words, the documentary was the eyes of a comic that he reached the pinnacle. He made it, and yeah, then he's trying he's trying to not restart, but like he still wants to be a comedian. 
So like it's like the process never ends. Even yeah. when you reach what you believe is the pinnacle, which Jerry Seinfeld was at the pinnacle. He this was at the end of the most successful show on TV at that point. And I mean, he's it, at that point it still didn't make it billions like it did today. And long story short, and then he wanted to get another guy who's coming up in the ranks mm. and how they're going through the same thing. We're resetting our sets. We're recalibrating. We're oh, yeah, that never growing. ends. Yeah. So that's what the point was. And he met the perfect comic that just showed that attitude is yeah. everything. Because essentially what Jerry was trying to say is I'm in the same shoes as him. He may think because of this, he I'm Seinfeld. O2. Huh? O2. Oh, too. Okay. He may think because I'm Seinfeld, this and that, that I'm going through a different struggle. No, it's still about being funny on stage and working on a new joke and forever growing. I'm going through the same thing. And here's this new guy who is just made it to JFL. During the documentary, he makes it to JFL. Mm -hmm. He signed to the same manager as Jerry Seinfeld. And the attitude is what set them both apart. And that's why Jerry made it to where he was because it wasn't like it's just another thing. I'm trying it, to be funny. And the, and the ill shit. I don't even want to say it Nah tell it Tell it Tell it Nah like the ill shit Can't is True life <laughs> So the dude's name is Orny Adams mm -hmm. So they're at They were at Stand Up New York So I think after his After I was Orny's, around then? Yeah. yeah And it looked way different Way different After Orny's set And it wasn't on Jerry the I'm confusing it with Westside Yeah So after Orny's set Jerry's talking to him And Orny's like Yeah well you know I'm just I'm just not really happy with you know like you know I'm about to be 30 and this that and the third like I really thought I'd be and Jerry's like but you're doing it right like, this is this is the dream right He's like this is what you wanted to do this is it like why are you like you just performed for a bunch of people you know um you got an audition coming up for JFL don't you have that coming part. up right yeah like just the way Jerry like he's literally telling like bro like you're doing it. He like, goes. He goes to Jerry. Ah, oh, you know, I got my friends are getting married, and some of them are having kids already. And yeah. you know, and Jerry's like, "What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? The pure essence. You got that. You went up. What else are you talking about?" Then he tells him the story about these guys and whatever. Oh, about um a. It's a band a, about about a, a orchestra. Yeah, and they get stranded. They're supposed to play. They're supposed to play somewhere. The bus breaks down so they got to walk through the snow and the mud and the slush all in their suits carrying their instruments they see a house in the distance with the light on they look in they see a family they're all warm they're all together they're having a good time and one of the players turns to them and is like idiots he goes how do they live like that yeah and he's like do you get what i'm trying to tell you and orny just gave him this look. he's like yeah yeah and then afterwards jerry walks off and orny's like yeah fucking Seinfeld dude. fuck you fucking prick yeah. yeah giving me an answer like that and it's like bro it's so real when it comes to this shit like if this is just a lifestyle choice this is what you like in the moments that it's, it's at, at its worst you're fucking shut, walking through the snow to a show and this is the life choice that makes you happy if it's not that stop yeah cause you're just wasting your time yeah like you really you really gotta love this shit you really do there's, there's moments where I don't, but little shit happens where I'm just like, nah, let me take it easy, keep moving, and don't don't stress it out. Like I think this. people get into certain things, because even before comedy, I was into music and stuff like that. 
Yeah. People get into certain things thinking that these things come with an ex- a certain life. And um, life teaches you the hard way that your expectation ain't reality. Yeah. And some, if you don't really love whatever you're doing, you you won't be able to separate. You know what I mean? Like, like once you realize that there's a hustle, not even like a hustle, but that once you realize that there's there's a lot of pain <laughs> involved to being any kind of an artist. Right, yeah. there's a lot of pain about recognition and how you like how you're gonna be seen and all all that stuff, right? And then there's the life that people on the outside see, where they go, you know, sometimes people will talk to you, they're like, "Yo, you do this, you do that, that's cool shit, man. That must be wonderful." And be like, "Nah, it's not, but it is. But I can't really tell you why that works that way because yeah. you just it's a feeling, you know. It's kind of like raising a kid. You might hate the motherfucker, but that's your kid." It's always the outside looking in, you know. Like I've run into so many people that they seem to like, yo, like you're really doing it. And I'm sure you get the same thing as well, you know, especially around your area, people in your DMs, your friends, you know, maybe even teachers that you up on Facebook and shit. Like, because I've had teachers hit me up on Facebook, like, yo, Julio, I see that you're still doing stand up. That's amazing. You always made me laugh in class. Like, that's I'm so happy for you. But you know, again, it 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 really is the mindset. Like Mm. that's. You know, like, yeah, you're going to have peaks and valleys and everything, bro. But, but I also feel like that then there are people who, it, it's like, they, they got, he got lucky picking a perfect, I mean, that dude was on the show, though, recently. I just looked him up. He was uh, the coach on Teen Wolf for, oh, okay. for like, 40 episodes. Right. And that was recently. Um, he's, and, but what happens is, too, it's like, <sighs> there's people that are doing something they don't love for an outcome that they want. Or they... Like you said earlier, like they think that that's gonna make them happy. Well, yeah. Like a lot oh, of people, once I make it, I'll be happy. Yo, making it is not happy. It's like, bro, bro nah. Like, happy. You gotta make everything happy. Like this is really like when you watch those videos of like these people, J Cole and stuff. They always say the best time is coming up, and it really be real. Cause I look back and I'm like, damn, I really went to DC. They don't have no real connections. Whatever. You just embrace it. You're like, damn, I really made something from nothing. And that's all it ever is. Even when there is a financial something, when there's something and whatever, it's like you're still making something from nothing. Like I'm still coming up with bars. I'm, still, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the process of that. When you're going through the ups and downs, it's like when you really love a craft, like it's all great. Mm-hmm. Even, even the bad stuff is kind of great. Mm-hmm. But when you love fame, yeah, that's, that's when you get tripped up. That's the thing. A lot of people they they, they don't. Yeah, people do. Some people really do this shit for attention more than yes. That that's what like, I feel I, like. Comedy, um, music, comedy more so because a lot of people think they're just funny and they could get attention, and they think they could just be like, yo, I need the attention. I need this. I need that. And like that. And then you know they find out the hard way that that's not really. The goal should never really be that as much. Mm-hmm. Of course not. You know what I mean? Like the goal. I mean the goal also like for for what whatever your goal is, your goal is to be happy in what you're doing, right? right. Ultimately, whether that means monetarily or spiritually or anything, you know what I mean? Just being happy in what you're doing. But like a lot of people are doing things, and the goal isn't happiness. The goal is fame, because they think fame brings happiness. Yeah. And then the more you atter- more you attach everything you're doing to something that doesn't equate happiness, it's the more you resent it. Right. Like and peace and you know what's the sad part? Some of those people are fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the 
there's a lot of people you watch on TV right now that absolutely hate every aspect of what they're doing. You gotta watch that documentary. Yeah, no, it, it's good. That's it's, the, that guy epitomizes everything you just said right yeah. now. How I, is I it you got JFL? How yeah. is it you... Um, it's just the fact that you're rubbing shoulders with Jerry Seinfeld, his manager... And like, what more would make it real the to you? The only things that you're focusing on is little shit that really doesn't matter. Yo, he's so annoying. I I was like, I what's his background though? Not I know he's white, but like, no clue. Uh, I don't, I know they don't idea. they don't go into don't like go how into he that. came up. Nah, nah because that, like, that, I think that they, would explain. I it. think Jerry was like, what a fucking gem. I wasn't even expecting this guy to be like this. No, the whole point was like your attitude. You will never make it. Mm-hmm. Your attitude fucking sucks. Cause you, Greg Gerardo, and he was that. hard to yeah. be around. You know, um, Barry Katz. Yeah. Barry Katz. The, the, that sounds like a fucking eighties name. He was a big manager, right? Yeah. He was in the documentary. And he, I'm talking about he managed everybody too. And well, flip side of the things, like I, I mentioned, that just. Uh, Greg Gerardo was in it because I saw his name on the on the IMDb. There's mad people. There's in mad that people shit. in it. That but shit was lit. Greg yeah. Gerardo took his life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes like happiness is interesting, man. Happiness is real interesting. I mean, but uh, Orny, I guess it's still doing something because yeah, he's but... still out there. And the thing is, hopefully, where some people, some people just can't be happy. Cause, yeah. uh, cause, I, that he definitely, he's definitely one of those. What, what's his comedy like? Is it that like I'm, self? I I've never watched that. See that? They, I don't that, think it's I'm self. Have to it's, look not, it up. it's not self depreciating. It's not. It's like just he's it's trying, regular, it's jokes. regular shit. You know, like, the jokes. It's really just him. Yeah. It's just outside. Like once he gets off the stage and you oh, meet like God. him, you're, he's one of those. He's good on stage, but he's a horrible person. You don't want to okay. talk to gotcha. him. Yeah. You don't want to be. So the people I'm, I'm describing that he yeah. no, they're like, amazing, you, but they absolutely yeah, hate once what you, they're doing. Trust me. Once yeah. you. Yeah. Once you watch it, I get it. You'll see. Watch. He didn't even reach amazing because he kept blocking himself. Because mm. he wasn't a bad comic. He wasn't talking about self-deprecating shit to the point where you're like, oh, you sad. No, like on stage, he had like jokes that he was working on. It was silly, bits. like silly little okay. shit. He would get mad if somebody heckled him in the crowd. That's why I started working on crowd work. Because it just cannot be a set. We're not. That's the one thing you can't control. Yeah, and he used to like. And then he would get on stage and be like, "This fucking bitch." Yeah, he would. Oh no, fucking this and that. And she stepped like, all over my joke. Yo, now, bro, somebody heckles me. You gotta be with it. You just gotta be with it. Cannot be sad. Cannot be mad. And yo, just fucking like Jerry. They showed two versions. They showed him getting heckled. And he acted like a bitch. Then they showed Jerry, and Jerry got heckled worse. Mm-hmm. This lady straight up told him, Is this what you call comedy? Was that a joke? <laughs> and he looked at her like, oh, You know, and he just handled it, whatever, how yeah. he, handled, he handled it like Jerry. And I'm pretty sure he didn't get on stage bitching. Yeah, nah, the shit that was funny, I think at that one, like he's, he has his notebook, because again, he's working on new shit, he's working on all new material. And I think like he he got he stumbled over one. Oh, she said, "Are you new at this?" Yeah. She didn't know who he was. No, no she did. She was just being sarcastic. She's like, "This is your first time." She was just being a dick because it's Jerry Seinfeld. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got but still. He you know, didn't he took flip it in that. Stride. He didn't flip that on some like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Jer- he just flipped it like. Yeah, you know, goes to show, and then he said something funny and clever. Yeah, and he got off stage. He wasn't saying nothing about that. Yeah. Just kept him moving. He was his, fo- his whole focus was getting funnier. I've never watched Jerry fun. Seinfeld special, but me either. From what I get from his personality, I like his bits. Yeah, 
I feel like Seinfeld, well, Seinfeld somehow became because of the show. Mm. Whenever somebody makes fun of a comic book, um, not a comic book, a whenever comic. somebody makes fun of a comedian, the first thing they do is the Seinfeld thing. Mm -hmm. He's become the stereotype of comedy, yeah. even though nobody anymore really sounds like him. Yeah. But he's become just like the, the, white people do this black mm -hmm. people do that the stereotypical white comic is like you're parking a car in the driveway mm -hmm. but you're driving in the parkway what's up with that that's mm -hmm. the stereotypical com comedian and it's him yeah. <laughs> but what i was gonna say is what i like about jerry is if you watch seinfeld you can see jerry's a bit of a dickhead mm. and even when you see him talk in, in like just regular conversation you can feel that he's a little bit like like, uh, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I can see him. He must be fun to watch do uh, crowd work. Yeah. Because I feel like he's one of the guys that could give it, and he'll give it in a way where you can't even get mad at him. Yeah. Like, you, you can see that yeah. he could be able nah, to do that. Highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. I'll take a peep at it. That being said. Yeah. This, this one went on a little long. Yeah, this one went a little long. But, but you know, it's been good. It's been good. You know, comedy uh, talk. Comedy a little bit talk. of comedy talk. You know, the, almost a whole last hour. A little, uh, we, you know, a little, a little shop talk and then business towards the end, you know? Business. and We, we did the mullet of podcasts. Yeah. But reverse go. mullet. Reverse mullet. You know? Mm -hmm. Party in the back, a little business in the front. Yeah. But we just... Well, no. Reverse. We did an Edgar. Yeah. And so it's party in the front, business in the back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a mm. crazy haircut. Reverse Edgar. Yeah. Hey, You're welcome. Hey, fool. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Okay. no. I got to get one. Because then you'll start, and then we'll be here for another 20 minutes. All right. Guys. Goodbye, fucking putoleros. <laughs> putoleros. And you're no help. Putoleros. <laughs> you know. I'm not the solution. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> the problem number two, you heard? He is. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this has been an episode. Uh, we're sorry for the delay. Life uh, be but life we're back. We know. Life be life, man. But we out here. TJ Squares. It's your boy Little Joker. It's in the game. It's your boy Big Joker. It's your boy Julio Rivera. I'm not doing it. You're not going to be Spooky Ghost Loke? No, I'm not doing it. Oh my God. This sad Joker. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the see no evil, hear no evil, yeah. speak no evil. Yeah, you got two devils on your shoulder. You fucked. Yeah. <laughs> he pops up first and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Then I popped up like, yo, but what's wrong with that? Let's be honest. <laughs> That's a skit. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Peace out. Shout out to Pinky. Yeah, why you sound like that, Trent? That's crazy. <laughs> why is it always me? Yo, not for nothing.